Hey everyone, real quick before the episode starts here, just wanted to beg and plead for uh, some reviews on any of your podcast listening apps of choice. It really, really helps us out. And now, on to the episode. Welcome back to the Castaway Consultants Podcast, where we teach future Survivor players how to play the game while criticizing current and former players. And in this Rewind episode, we are looking back at Season 14, Fiji. I'm your host, Josh Wessler, and I'm joined today by two other fabulous co-hosts. I'm Ryan Stacy. I'm your resident superfan, who knows everything there is to know about Survivor. Very little about most of the things, but luckily we'll be talking about Survivor today and not most other things. <laughs> and I'm Derek Kupacek, and on these Rewind series, I'm your Virgil. I haven't seen most of these older seasons. I'm going through them for the first time. And for the Survivor Fiji pre-merge, going in, I thought I didn't know anything. Turns out I knew a little something, but we can disclose all of that in time. Yeah, and if you're new around here, we're going back and covering all these old seasons of Survivor. So if you don't want to, you don't have to. Uh, and Ryan and Derek here are uh, going to be taking the bullet and watching through all the episodes of them. Me personally, I have watched all these seasons, earlier seasons, a few years back. Survivor Fiji in particular was about eh, four years ago. Uh, so I'm actually not going to be watching through all the episodes. Uh, I'm going to go through and watch the premiere, the merge episode, and the finale. And from my perspective, I'm going to be more of a memorability gauge here, picking out the events that really stand out uh, and stand the test of time as the ones that are most memorable, uh, memorable players, big events, that kind of stuff. And so the big question we're here to answer, is this must-watch Survivor? We know you can't, probably can't watch every season, so maybe you can. But if you don't want to, we're here to tell you which ones are, are worth your time if you can only pick a specific amount to sit through. So before we get into any spoilers here, Survivor Fiji Season 14... Guys, is this must-watch Survivor? Pre-merge, absolutely not. I think this is actually one of the most certain I've I've ever felt about a preseason or a, or a pre-merge and a post-merge. The theme is absolutely unrecyclable. I mean, this is like grade A plastic. It's going to be decomposing for thousands of years in the Survivor dump because it's unusable. That being said, I think we have a really good cast of players going into the merge. I may completely flip the script and say that that is must-watch, but for right now, I, I really don't think so. Who's ready for a Survivor hot take? Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Most people, I think, agree with you, Derek. I think that Fiji is not a well-regarded season. I think Dalton Ross famously has had it at, as the worst season for a while until some other trash came along. <laughs> I, I know he famously hates the season. I, I think that was Dalton Ross. I could be wrong about that. But I know most people don't like this season. I, on the other hand... Very much enjoy the season. I'm going to go ahead and say the pre-merge is must-watch Survivor. Now, my one caveat here is, yeah, the theme is not great. It, it, it's probably the least fair twist-slash-theme they've ever had on the show, uh, which is saying something. I think with, you know, we should never do this theme again. But I think it gives us some interesting storytelling. Um, but, you know, that doesn't make something a must-watch Survivor. What makes up must-watch Survivor here is we get the first time for some extremely important strategies paying off. So there's some, not Survivor 101 here, but maybe let's call it Survivor 201. You know, if everything before this was Survivor 101 lessons, now we're in Survivor 201. There's some extremely critical lessons here that you need to play modern Survivor, and this is the, the first time we see them in action. Plus, we have some great, great, great characters. I love Survivor Fiji. Um, it has its detractors, but I think there's some extremely important gameplay concepts here just from like a... A fundamental standpoint, honestly. So Survivor Fiji is must-watch Survivor, at least the pre-merge. You have me transfixed, because 
as you know, I've watched a lot of modern survivors. So a lot of these strategies that maybe I saw playing out, I was just absentmindedly thinking like, duh. And maybe it was actually pretty revolutionary at the time in terms of strategy. So I'm excited to go through this with you. I think that'll give me a fresh perspective because I pretty much watched this unadulterated, uh, really filtered out because you weren't with me when nope. we watched it. Uh, I take notes separately. I, I have my thoughts independently to try and keep it clean because you have your super fan perspective and I have my first time watch pers perspective. So yeah, the theme completely unrecyclable and I just kind of stopped there. They can never use this again. So what can a future survivor player use? <laughs> I think they could use it again with one fix and I have a pretty good idea for that. I think I can fix this. I think I can workshop Survivor Fiji and fix it. So we'll get it right on the second try. Josh, what do you think? Here's the thing. It has been about four years since I've seen this uh, season. Ryan and I play a little game uh, before each season uh, where he goes through the cast list, shows me photos of them all, Let's me try to figure out who's who or if there's anything I pull from it. Do you remember what I got, Ryan? You got three out of 19. It's a miracle that I got three out of 19. <laughs> this season is so forgettable, in my opinion, that I cannot recommend this. I, I think you should watch it. Don't get me wrong. But if you're going to, for the categorization of putting it in must-watch Survivor, I, I don't see it. Maybe once we get to the post-merge, that might be where it comes in. Uh, but as far as the pre-merge, I, I really don't see it. So, sorry. You know, you, not guys, sorry. you guys are in the vast majority here. Like I said, uh, this is not a popular season. This is one of, I would say, two Survivor seasons that the majority of fans, the mass consensus, does not really care for, where I love them. And I don't know if I'd put them in top 10, but uh, like up that direction. There's, there's two seasons like that. It's this and Survivor South Pacific, where I'm a huge fan of both of those seasons, and they're not super well liked. But you know what? I stand by it. I'm not going to back down, and I'm going to try and prove my point over the course of this podcast. And I mean, and here's the thing. It's not that I, it's not that I don't care for it. It's just that I nothing it, <laughs> which <clears throat> it's going to probably, I don't know, maybe, maybe my mind will change, but it's probably going to be above the bottom tier of, sure. of all my seasons. It's no 39. No. Um, <laughs> it's no Thailand. It, it ain't even making it into my middle tier, I, I would assume. But who knows? Maybe maybe some fond memories will will be sure. jogged here along the way. I'm, I'm excited to go through it. I know one of the biggest criticisms is this kid, besides the, the twist, is the cast is pretty unlikable. And yeah, there's a lot of people who are not likable in this season. It's kind of why I like it, because we have a Plenty uh, of good villains, it, I think. It's a polarizing cast. Sure. Because I think there's a lot of great... I'm not going to speak to these people as people, because I don't delve in yeah, like you. We're talking about you characters. Know, yeah, we're talking about television characters. They're, a, I'd say, half that annoy me to all ends. And then the other half, I genuinely like them. And... For the most part, the people left at the merge are the people that I am genuinely excited to go forward sure. with. The people who really got on my nerves are gone. It's a great boot order yeah. in terms of like who do we lose pre-merge versus post-merge. It's an awesome boot order. We, yeah. we get a lot, we cut a lot of the fat in that pre-merge. Yeah. And uh, you know, the one other thing I'll say about this is um, what's interesting. There's 19 people on this season. 18 of them were recruits. Only one of them actually applied to be on the show. Some people had never even seen the show before coming on. So. This is the, the first big recruit season. We've had recruits in the past. Um, as, as far back as Thailand, we had a recruit. Brian Heideck was a recruit. So I know Fiji catch a lot, catches a lot of flack for that, um, where they have a, a ton of recruits. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily bother me. Technically, Rob Sisternino was a recruit. We can get some gold out of recruits. I think Johnny Fairplay was probably a recruit. I don't know about that one. <laughs> recruits are not necessarily a bad thing. But I think there was a lot of recruits who hadn't seen the show before on this season. Sure. Um, so we do get a, a few boring people, for sure. Anyway, uh, so... Spoiler alert for the pre-merge Survivor Fiji. From here on out, there will be spoilers for the pre-merge, not the post-merge, because Derek hasn't seen it yet. Because I haven't seen it. 
So, spoiler alert, but uh, Derek and Josh here do not recommend this season as must-watch. I do, so, you know, take that for what it's worth and go watch it or not. It's worth a shiny nickel. All right. Um, so, like we said, Josh got three out of the 19 cast members, right? So, let's go over the cast real quick. When the game starts, they are not divided into tribes right away, but I'm going to go through them by what tribe they end up on, just for simplicity's sake. So, starting on the Moto tribe, we have Alex Angarita, an attorney from Los Angeles, Boo Burness, a construction worker from Louisiana, Cassandra Franklin, a college administrator from Los Angeles, Dreams Heard, a cheerleading coach from North Carolina, Edgardo Rivera, an advertising executive from Florida, Gary Strudeski, I think is how you pronounce it, school bus driver from Ramsey, Minnesota. Minnesota! Uh, Minnesota! Um, and this is the, uh, I've talked in the past about how there's uh, a couple of survivor uh, contestants I have connection to. This guy is one of them. Uh, I actually went to elementary and middle school with his nephew. Ooh. Uh, so I've not met Gary, but I know my mom has met Gary. Hmm. So You guys are basically best friends. Basically. Uh, Liliana Gomez, a loan officer from Los Angeles. Lisi Linares, a customer service representative from Los Angeles. And Stacy Kimball, a web producer from Colorado. And then we have the Ravu tribe. Anthony Robinson, an expert witness locator from California. Earl Cole, an advertising executive from California. Erica DeRusso, a nonprofit fundraiser from Louisiana. Jessica DeBen, a fashion stylist from Los Angeles. Michelle Yee, a student from Ohio. Mookie Lee, a business consultant from Chicago. Rita Verios, a single mom from Texas. Rocky Reed, a bartender from Los Angeles. Sylvia Kwan, an architect from California. And Yao Man Chan, an internet technology director from California. That is our 19. There was a 20th person who had a panic attack just before the season started and got pulled. So we have a season with odd numbers, 19 people. Only time this has happened. Watch. It's the, tw- the, the 20th one is the, actually the, the only one who applied. The 19 others were recruits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the only, uh, apply, the only person to apply was Gary. Really? Yep, he's the, the one person who applied. That makes me happy. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a huge super fan. Love it. Um, I love Gary. Yeah, I wish he'd got a little bit more to do. He's not on the sure. show for very long, unfortunately. By by no fault of his own, no, kind of. No, no real yeah. fault of his own. Um, but we'll get into it. Um, anything else before we jump into these episodes? I guess really quickly, I need to give a disclaimer. So before we get into any of these rewind, I just try to keep my credibility as high as possible. So to be clear, in watching episode one, I really didn't think I had any spoilers. As I got into the pre-merge... I realized that I am 99% sure I know who wins this season, but in, in going through and making my winner pick, I genuinely didn't think that I knew, and I thought that there were just like weird coincidences going on, and it was just wild. I can discuss more about that in the post-merge, maybe after we actually get to a winner, uh, but I'm pretty sure that I know. But as always, I try to remain as unbiased as possible and make my winner picks based on, uh, on what I see and hear and understand in episode one. All right, let's jump into these episodes. Episode one, something cruel is about to happen real soon. So our 19 contestants are all sent to the island together because production's currently scrambling because they just had someone quit and they're trying to figure out what to do. How do we do this fairly? Doesn't really work out super fairly, but, you know, I don't really blame them for it. (laughs) Stall, stall, stall. We live in an imperfect world. Yes. So Jeff ends up dropping a crate down to our contestants, a giant crate, and all the big strong men are trying to get this crate open to figure out what to do. They can't get it open. So Yao Man, who is this, this old uh, Asian man, he's a tiny guy, picks up the crate and just drops it on its corner and it immediately opens. Amazing. Brains over bronze. Fun fact, Yao Man's one of my favorite contestants of all time. This is a perfect example of work smarter, not harder. Yes. So, and they're giving just a, a more supplies than ever given on Survivor. Just an insane amount of supplies. 
Here's a secret lumber hideout. Go find it. Build your shelter. Yeah, there's uh, secret Menards on the island, and they just get to <laughs> raid the, the lumber yard, basically. Yeah. And they are given plans to build this awesome shelter. One of their numbers, Sylvia, is an architect. So they build the greatest camp ever made up until maybe Island of the Idols where Rob and Sandra's uh, idol camp is. Yeah. Yeah. The only one that I can ever see even comparing is that that reward challenge that came way back when. Was it All-Stars, I think? Palau. Or Palau? Yeah, where they came in and built one for them. Sure. Yeah, this is, I, th- I think it might top them. Yeah. I-, I think this one is considered number one. Probably for any tribe ever. I mean, when you talk about like trying to build like specifically different rooms, that that probably gives you a good sign of how this thing is going to go. Yep. Though I will say, Sylvia is a little bit bossy, but you know mm-hmm. she is the architect. But yeah, I gotta be careful in that situation. Yeah. We get three people: Erica, Jessica, and then later Rocky. The three of them are all going to form an alliance. That's going to go real well. It's going to last a long time. Go deep into the game. Yep. Very. <laughs> good job, all, though. <laughs> all three of them are going to make the uh, make the merge. Definitely. Um, and, yes. To Josh's point, good on them for yeah. forming an yeah. alliance when they hit the beach. Yes. <laughs> always form an alliance. In dreams, he's kind of annoying people. Everyone's trying to sleep that night, and he's talking a lot. Uh, he will not shut up. Uh, just being super loud, and he ends up getting into a big fight with Rocky. Rocky fighting with people? Oh no, what a shock. Yeah. Um, staying true to the namesake, I guess. Yeah, but, Rocky kind of looks like Sylvester Stallone, so they call him Rocky. And that's why he calls himself Rocky. Yeah. And... Uh, his real name is James, but yes. uh, yeah, he goes by Rocky. He He's kind of Shane Powers-esque. A little bit. A little bit more <laughs> aggro than Shane, but... Yeah. Which, that's something. Yeah. Uh, he's like a younger Shane. I can't even think of who he reminds me of. He kind of reminds me of... Sylvester Stallone. Well, he kind of reminds me of Rodney from way, way later. Worlds Apart, yeah. Worlds Apart. Rodney's probably the closest comparison. Um, But yeah, I can see some Shane, especially with the anger. Yeah. And the the, the attitude, the temperament. There we go. The temperament, yes. So they finally get to the immunity challenge, but beforehand, uh, Sylvia, because she's the leader, she's the designated leader, she has to divide the tribes um, and the, the group of 18 people in this case, divide it into two tribes, so she does that. Here's the crappy part for Sylvia. She is going to be sent to the losing tribe. So whatever tribe is worse, she's going to go on the losing tribe. Okay, fine. You know, incentive to divide them fairly as possible. Unfortunately, the losing tribe is also going to get sent to a new camp and not get the amazing shelter. Because the twist of this season is this is haves versus have-nots. And it's never officially named this, but... That's from Big Brother. Sure, but this is how we... This is how the survivor community kind of refers yep. to this Fiji. One tribe, Moto, is going to have everything. The other tribe, Rabu, is going to have basically nothing. They're going to get a machete and a pot. Hello, Moto. Goodbye, Rabu. <laughs> that was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Derek's been sitting on that for two weeks. Yes, I have. <laughs> so Sylvia's going to end up on the losing tribe with nothing. She's not going to get the nice shelter she built no matter what. Yep. That sucks, dude. The irony being that she's the architect. Like, there's some crazy poetry, and I love it. But again, we lost a person. They're trying. Yeah. I mean, and the the toughest part for her is that she's not told any of this until, like, it actually comes up. So it's not, like, Jeff doesn't even tell her, like, all right, now you're going to assign both these tribes, all of their members, and then you're going to go to the losing tribe. It's like, no, you split it up. All right, you're done with it. All right, now here's another twist on top of it. Bye. Sylvia gets screwed, but I don't really blame production for it. It was just a bad situation. No, and there was incentive enough to try and divide it evenly, and I think she did a pretty good job. Yeah. Like, I mean, on paper, I thought it was fine. It's just that Ravu's going to have nothing. Yeah. Now, granted, it could have been the other way around, because they do a challenge, and whoever wins the challenge gets to keep the nice yes. camp. 
she in the meantime Sylvia's gonna get sent to Exile Island, and when she gets there, she learns the idol's actually hidden at camp this time. First time. First time, which is way more fun. I agree. Uh, the the idol stuff this season is a lot of fun. I I will concur with that. We're we're finally here, and this is the regular idol now. This is not yep. super idol territory. We're right. in modern day regular idol. First time. Yeah, and we keep getting reminded by Jeff. Remember, if you have the idol after the votes are cast, but before I read them. Yes. Y- yes, Jeff. After five disclaimers, I think Ravu gets it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ravu. <laughs> so during the immunity challenge, Jessica kind of blows the challenge. She's never good at untying knots. She kind of blows the puzzle. Mostly her fault. Ravu loses, but it, it was pretty close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is actually a really close challenge, especially with something that has such high stakes. Yeah, arguably the most important immunity challenge ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because most of Rabu isn't going to do very well in this game. Rabu loses, they're going to Tribal Council that night. This tribe has just been thrown in together. Any alliances are probably out the window. We prob- There's probably a lot more alliances than we saw. Mm-hmm. But it's just people were scattered to the wind. Also a regular length episode. Also a regular length episode. Stop doing this. Stop it. But Jessica, Erica, and Rocky, they're all on the same beach. Probably going to work together, right? They right. all want Reed out. Go Every, for it. Everyone else wants Jessica out because she kind of sucked at the challenge. <laughs> Tribal Council. Uh, six votes for Jessica. One vote for Mookie. One vote for Rita. And one vote for Yao Man. What? <laughs> so basically, eventually, it gets back around that uh, Jessica, Erica, and Rocky, that isn't going to work out. They kind of realize, yeah, we Jessica's gone. We can't do anything. But they don't want to vote for her because they gave her their word, which is stupid. So Rocky just throws a vote on Mookie for some reason. Erica does the same thing for Yao Man. And Jessica keeps going with the plan to vote for Rita. Just pile on Jessica, you dummies. Yeah, like you said, there's probably other alliances that they didn't even show us. And really the only one that they did was because it's the one that's going to end up being in the minority. But that doesn't matter. Recognize when it's a lost cause. If there's someone in a group of three, three people aren't going to influence an entire tribe to vote. So if one of your people are being targeted... Go with the flow here. You've known each other for three days. Yeah. A voting block of three is a powerful thing on a, on a tribe of nine. Don't get me wrong. But if the other six agree with each other, uh... <laughs> you're you're in danger of putting yourself as the next ones to go. Yeah. If you pile play on. this wrong. Pile, pile on. As a whole, good move. You know, the other six, good for them. They picked the right person to send out, I think. Yeah, we don't, we don't know enough to say that that's a bad move. Yeah. With the very limited time and information they had, they did fine. Yep. So, Josh, who do you have for best player of the episode? I chose Yao Man here. Two big reasons. One, uh, we saw a decent amount from him of him using his brain when others are struggling. And two, he could have been a very easy vote out here. Uh, As one of the oldest, if not the oldest people uh, on this tribe, and one of the smallest, potentially weakest people, uh, it's super easy for you to be targeted in that situation. So, good on him for not even being talked about as far as we saw and proving that you have worth in in ways that other people so far on the beach have not shown. Yeah, 100% Yao Man. You kind of said it in in more words, but despite his age, he made himself indispensable and he proved to be not worthless in challenges and and, and around camp. And for an older player on on Survivor, this is 100% what you need to do. Yep, everything you guys said. He got that crate open. Uh, He was on the right side of the vote. Great episode for Yao Man. Hooray. How about worst player? So I I know that she got a really, really, really bad deal here, but I'm going to go with Sylvia. Now, tough part is that so much of it is just because of 
the position that she was put in. She was the main person as the architect that was in charge of building the house, so she was rubbing people a little bit the wrong way. I don't think that was necessarily that bad, but then it, she ended up splitting the tribes up, which can never be a positive thing. People might see that as negative if like they're maybe the last to be put on tribes. Uh, then she gets sent to exile, doesn't even get to find the idol because it's back at camp, and then she goes to the losing tribe. All in all, uh, that's enough for me to put Sylvia as the worst. Again, not a lot here that is pulling from things in her control, but at a certain point, a negative episode is a negative episode. I, I will agree that I think that Sylvia is in the, the maybe the worst spot going into episode two, but I had Rocky as my worst. Um, I mean, night one on the beach, he's getting into fights with Dreams, but the tiebreaker with Dreams, who I would also have as a dishonorable mention, is he ended up on the wrong side of the vote and had no reason to do so. Uh, he, he didn't need to do that to himself, so that tips the scale for me. Yeah, I agree with Derek completely. It's rocky. No, that's fine. I, I know that's a difference of like stuff that they did versus where they're at now, but I just feel like Sylvie's in a very weak position just being on the, the losing tribe and having no time to, to bond with people. Oh, really. totally. Yeah. So... Totally. She's definitely in the worst position. No. I'll agree with that. I just think Rocky did things to hurt his position more mm-hmm. than Sylvia did. So this is when we make our winner picks. Derek, who is your winner pick? Last season, we had four tribes. And so I did what I typically do. I try and pick one person from each tribe. This one, since there was only two initial tribes, I did just say, okay, I want to do at least one from each tribe. And then if I see anyone else, I'll throw them into consideration. On the Moto tribe, I landed on Alex. He seemed to be very intelligent, very well-spoken. It seemed like he had a decent understanding of the game. Plus, plenty of confessionals in episode one tells us that he's going to make it deep, or at least typically speaking. Uh, to be fair, Erica had a ton of confessionals in episode one, and she went out in episode two. So another, my, another one of my potential winner picks was Erica over on Ravu. I had two picks, Erica and Earl. And ultimately, I ended up going with Earl as my winner pick because he had the great confessionals, great understanding of the game. But I think he had a couple confessionals that were more on the social game. And whenever you can get a confessional, I mean, it wasn't Chris levels of like self-aware or like Sarah Lucina levels of like socially aware. But it was, let's talk about this in a positive manner instead of a a complex manner. We're gonna try and turn everything into an advantage. And he just had that voice and that tone. I had to pick Earl. If if you get a confessional role on episode one that's like that, I I can't ignore it. I'm gonna pick Earl. I had a couple of finalists myself from Moto. One of the people that stood out to me was Alex, just from a couple confessionals and that's it. Uh, From Ravu, some of the people that stood out were Michelle, Yao Man, and Anthony. Earl was out there too, but ultimately I think that him and Anthony had a pretty similar first episode. I know Derek, you didn't even mention Anthony, but whatever. So so be it. I don't think that Yao Man would be able to make it to the end. I think that if uh, he's able to get past the merge, I think he'll be in a pretty good spot, but I think that he's too much at risk of being one of the first people voted out. So I I I wasn't able to pick him. I really wanted to. Ultimately, it came down to Anthony as my winner pick. So my winner pick is who I picked when I was a kid when I first watched it. And in this case, I had a classmate whose uncle is on Survivor. My winner pick was Gary. Uh, surprise, 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 surprise. You gotta. Surprise. <laughs> you gotta. Now, my winner pick, if I got to pick today, I would pick DL Man. Just because he impressed me so much. But uh, yeah, my, that doesn't matter. My winner pick is Gary. So we'll see how that pays off for me. All right. Episode two Stakes are misunderstood. We have an understanding now. Rabu is in such dire straits, they are licking water from leaves. Michelle's even falling over from dehydration. Moto is feasting like kings. <laughs> womp, womp. Yeah. <laughs> 
But the one thing that is going poorly for Moto is Boo keeps getting hurt. He, like, accidentally cuts himself with a machete. He gets, uh, like, something caught in his eye, so his eye is all red. The hammock breaks while he's laying in it. Amazingly, they're, like, they patched him up from being injured. He's just getting some rest, laying in the hammock. The hammock falls over. Fun sidebar. I wasn't expecting that to happen, so when the hammock snapped, I jumped. Like, like some kind of horror movie jump scare. I was like, whoa. <laughs> it, it, it freaked me out, man. Ah, oh, hilarious. Because they caught that on camera, by yeah, the way. Amazing catch, too. Because he's not even in focus. No. He's in the background, like behind Gary in Dreams or something like right. that, and collapses. <laughs> so Sylvia joins Rabu, and as she's coming in, Yao Man gives her a hug to welcome her to camp and starts, like, trying to peek in her bag looking for the hidden immunity idol. Oh, what a good move. Yao Man, you sneaky sneak. I love it. This is the slimiest thing you can do, and it's amazing. And he knows it. He's like, I think I did something kind of nasty. <laughs> and he is so aware. But he's just like this like charming grandpa who's like, he's like the nicest guy in the world, but he's still going to do something sneaky, and I love it so much. I, I loved it. This whole podcast, pre-merge and post-merge, is going to be me gushing about how much I love Yao Man, because he's in <laughs> my top ten favorite contestants of all time. So I, I love Yao Man. He's the best. Uh, Sylvia starts being real bossy and annoys several people in camp. Not the best move. So it turns out it wasn't just because she was the architect in episode one. She's just used to being in charge. Rocky puts it that way. Yeah. Yeah, when you're at such a disadvantage heading into episode two, don't do this. She's kind of the mom with high expectations. Yeah. She's like mom showing up to her kid's place the first time and thinking she still has a say over what happens at their their place. And I, I will say, and, and mom, if you're listening to this, I couldn't wait because my parents visited me and my wife at my house and she said, oh, Derek, why don't you go do this? And I'm like, well, tell you what, mom, you can go buy your own house and when you have your own house, you get to make the rules. <laughs> Dab. And she looked at me, she's like, you've been holding on to that for a long time, haven't you? And I said, oh, yes, I have. My parents, they they visited me before, and they've never said anything like that, so I've never had the opportunity to use that against them, because they, they've said, they're like, you know, when you get your own house, you can do what you want. Uh, they know. They know. It's mine. And, and I will say, what happened with my mom, like, I was, I've been looking, I was looking for a reason. It wasn't like it was blatant, like, oh, you need to vacuum, because, I mean, I vacuum, but, like... You get it. Yeah. I was looking for a reason. So we're going to immunity challenge, and during the challenge, Ravu's going to end up losing because Erica kind of flips out during the puzzle section, and, and... And we don't know if it's because she flipped out, but she was, at the very least, being a distraction. Yes. Um, she was telling them to try something again that they'd already done, convinced they had missed something. They hadn't. They did try it again, and it ended up costing them the, the challenge. Poor Ravu. So uh, close. <laughs> So, Moto's going to send Earl to Exile Island, and they are like, yeah, this person's going to miss Tribal Council. This person will not vote. This person cannot get voted out. Moto decides to send Earl to Exile instead of sending Sylvia back. Yeah, this is bad on all counts, because Sylvia's already been there, so you want to keep that information consolidated. And also, Sylvia's generally considered to be the weakest. You knew Sylvia when she went to Exile. You knew she was bossy. You knew that she would be an easy target to vote out. Protect her. Force them to stay weak. Step on Rabu's throats. Yes. You know, it doesn't matter how bad off they are. It's not you. Yes. This is a terrible move. Should have been Sylvia. You know, with the idol in Exile Island, you want to keep the idol in as few people's pockets as possible. Right. Like, if you can just keep sending Sylvia, you know where the idol is if it gets found. Right. Bad move. 
So Mookie is really pissed at Erica for flipping out at the challenge and basically leads charge and gets everyone on board to knock her out. Rocky wants her out as well, but for different reasons. They were in an alliance, but he's like, yeah, I can't get a good read on her, so I want her out. Rocky, you have someone who's in an alliance with you. Why would you turn on her now? It's almost like Rocky's not very good at Survivor. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I'm proud of him for not trying too hard to rescue her, but it's kind of like you're making the right decision for the wrong reason. It, exactly. Um, so, like, you know, in, in high school or in college or whatever, if you're doing a math problem and the work you show is all wrong, but you somehow magically get the right number, you only get partial credit. So, Rocky, you only get partial credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, Rita, and Michelle want Sylvia out instead. Yeah, that's sure. Fair. That's yeah. perfectly fair. But Sylvia did fine in the challenge, so it was, it's not like she did badly. You know, mm-hmm. It's Erica's fault they lost, not Sylvia's. But again, she's annoying her own camp. We're going to Tribal Council. Sylvia gets called out for being too much of a leader at Tribal by Rocky. And again, don't call people out for this, Tribal Council. Mm-hmm. Just let them dig their own grave. Nothing good can come from this. <laughs> Uh, we've talked about this before. It's the same old business. Uh, you know, it helps to watch Survivor or listen to a Survivor podcast before you go out there. Survivor Fiji contestants. <laughs> it ends up being six votes for Erica, two votes for Sylvia. Anthony is the only one on the wrong side of the vote. Whoops. Yeah. Best player, I had Mookie. Uh, he led the charge against Erica, got everyone on board to make that play. Um, and he also made an alliance with Rocky during the episode. So. Yeah, and because I didn't necessarily agree with Erica, I, Erica was a fine move, yeah. uh, don't get me wrong, but I actually gave it to Yao Man for back-to-back for his uh, sneaky, slimy idol bag check, but at the same time, being able to keep up this facade is like the nice, old, useful guy. And then he, he did well, he did fine in the challenge again, and was on the right side of the vote. So I, I was splitting hairs, and I decided that because I thought um, Sylvia might have been a better vote, and Mookie was the driving force against the better vote, I gave it to Yao Man. I like Derek's reasoning better, so I'm going to go with him. And if you're new around here, since I don't watch the episode, if there's a disagreement like there is right now, I'm the tiebreaker. So I just had to choose the better argument and which one I think I agree with. Mm -hmm. Uh, For worst player, I had Anthony. He knew which way the vote was going. He was aware Erica was going, and he still refused to get on board and ended up voting for Sylvia. Bad for Anthony. Sure. And I actually picked the low-hanging fruit, and I said Sylvia... I mean, you came back from Exile Island, and the first thing you do is be, uh, like, overbearing mother. And then, I mean, you do okay at the challenge, but you're obviously not building social bonds strong enough to... I mean, yeah, it might save you for this vote, but you are next in the chopping block. The reason I didn't give it to Sylvia is she survived against all odds in this episode, so that was was mine. I'm going to go with Derek again. (laughs) And not just because Anthony's my winner pick. Not a good look for him, I will say that, but... Mostly just because, Sylvia, you got to be playing almost a perfect game, in the pre-merge at least, from here on out, just to avoid being the next one to go. Yeah. You should be going. And, and to, and to Anthony's, uh, Ryan's Anthony pick, to, to that credit, I just want to say a lot of Ryan's, I guess, worst player of the episode is a little more between the lines. Yes, we do explicitly know that the vote out is going to be Erica, but... We don't understand the social rifts sure. that Anthony's making with his tribe yet, which will become more apparent with. The oh, game. yeah. I think it's a little easier to also play off like the the miss vote too. just be like, I thought you guys said like Sylvia, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know <laughs> what he's actually going to do here with it. Nothing. But like, I, I feel like if you're going to like that, something like that is much easier to play off than something like in Sylvia's position. In this season, for sure, there's a lot of people who vote the other way, and there's like no repercussions because I think a lot of people hadn't really watched Survivor before. Yeah, 
I was actually surprised. Knowing that they were recruits, I'm surprised that they even understood the concept of alliances as well as they did. I, there's a few of them who didn't understand, as yeah. we'll get to. <laughs> I say, were there like training videos going in? Just like, all right, Survivor 101. Well, yeah, they usually give them a previous season to watch, and I don't know if they just, they don't have to watch it. Yeah, I'm sure uh, some of them did. I, I think Earl, for example, is a super late stage recruit and only found out he was going, like, the day before they left, so he didn't have time to watch any. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much any of them watched. I don't think Lisi watched much. <laughs> Such an oh, interesting dynamic because it, it of that. It really is. It really is having a bunch of people who've, like, basically never seen the show. I, I do think that's interesting. It's kind of like... I'm trying to think of a good example. It's, it's just watching, like, a train wreck, kind of. It's, it's like a bunch of people who don't know what they're doing trying to play a game they've never played before. It's kind of funny. It'd be like watching a bunch of filthy casuals drive NASCAR. Yeah. Like, stock cars around, and it's like, you're not going to get, like, the bump, you know, the bump drafts. You're not going to get people taking corners at 200 miles an hour, but you're probably going to get some pretty crazy crashes. <laughs> and, and, and this isn't, like, a huge train wreck season. There's a couple of train wreck people. We're going to get some train wreck seasons later. Sure. There's a couple of seasons that are just, like, glorious cluster Fs. So we'll get to those. But episode three, this isn't survival, it's thrival. Over on Rabu, Michelle finally gets fire going by using glasses. And so now Rabu fire finally has, they get flint. Which they, they haven't had. Because they, they haven't won a challenge yet. And what are we in, like, day six? Uh, seven. Seven? Something like that. Oh. Yeah. They're hard off. Yeah, so they're not getting any water. No wonder they're losing. But Michelle saves them all with glasses and fire. But doesn't matter. Moto still wins reward. Sylvia, it was one of the, they, it was kind of a slip and slide style challenge, mm-hmm. and where they had to like slide down this path, grab a little ball, get to the end, and toss it in the basket. Yeah. Sylvia is embarrassingly bad at this challenge. Yeah. High stakes ski ball, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And Gary falls and gets hurt during the challenge. Yeah. Um, like we're talking feet over tea kettle. Yeah. Like it's yeah. It's a bad fall. He's an older guy. Yes. So Moto finally learns a lesson and sends Sylvia to Exile Island. Um, I, I mean, I guess Earl would have been a better pick. So, okay, you have two people who've both been exiled before. you got to send one of them, right? And, and now you know they're going to be back for Tribal yep. Council. The better move is to send Earl and keep him weak now. Yeah, you want to... As of now. You want to weaken the stronger person. So yes. Earl would have been the better move. Sylvie's not a bad move. No. But it's not a good move. Right. Not the best move, but yeah. the second best move. So back in Moto, Gary can't catch his breath because of the fall. And he thinks he might have broken a rib. So medical's called in. They don't pull him. But basically, they're like, yeah, you just need to relax for a while. Yeah. Uh-oh. That's going to be rough. Yeah, Gary has a pretty rough go of it. And we're going to have the Gross Food Immunity Challenge. Always a classic. I haven't seen this in a while. We saw it in All-Stars. I think we saw it in Palau. Sure. That might have been the last time we've seen it. I can't remember. It's been a hot minute. So Mookie, he's kind of taunting Moto during the challenge. A, you guys haven't won a challenge yet. You shouldn't be taunting anybody. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but this is also just going to rub the other tribe the wrong way, especially Boo. It's just like, it'll you know, be a good sport. So I understand being a good sport. I just want to talk about this really quickly, though, because this is what you're talking about when um, you've got a civilized society versus, like, a less developed society. The one needs to find motivation and happiness and enjoyment out of whatever they can and if that's winning a round in a challenge they don't have a high ground to stand on meanwhile these other people who have been thriving and feasting and living in comfort they're like oh well we have rules in our society you have to be a better sport i'm just sitting here watching this i'm like holy crap it's been like seven days and we've already got like the elves versus the dwarves here it's real lord of the flies yeah it's very lord of the flies so it was just that was an interesting moment for me that does not change the point be humble be a good sport speaking of pigs lord of the flies uh the <laughs> final round is uh pig snouts which 
This has stuck with me ever since I've seen this. This is so gross. They have to eat pigs now. It's in the last round. It's Gary versus Anthony. And Gary blows Anthony out of the water. It's not close. Crushes him. Oh, dude, the hair on that nose. Dude, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> it's so gross. It's gross, man. Oh. I feel like a pig snout would be better than, like, a balut, though. I, I'll take the balut. I think I'd take Ooh. something slimy that I can swallow. Ooh. Because, like, the pig snout is, like, dry. Oh, and I, you have to really chew it and yeah, feel yeah. all parts of it. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather take something I don't recognize than something I know what that is. <laughs> Um, oh, because, yeah, yeah, it wasn't, like, a prepared pig. I mean, I'm sure it was prepared pig yeah. snout, but, like, it was like It, was a pig it is recognizable as a pig snout. Yeah. I don't think I could have done this one. I think I would have lost it worse than Anthony. Ugh. So, anyway, Moto wins. Again. <laughs> Surprise. You, you really thought that Ravu would have been hungry enough to do this. Wait, well, it's funny. is because before, the, you know, Ravu's super psyched about this challenge. And they're like, we get, we get to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say uh, one thing, one one point to Anthony that he'll make eventually that I think is underappreciated. He said that because they were so dehydrated, his mouth wasn't making enough saliva to swallow the pigs. Now, mm. if you're drinking water off the leaves of trees, that's fair. And the other tribe is actually like hydrated somewhat. I think that has a lot to do with the challenge performance. At mm. least Anthony's in particular with a dry pig snout. So, at what point here does production just like? realize the mistake they've made oh probably three days into it yeah next episode next episode there's gonna be something. I, I, I feel like this would for me well, yes, be the turning point next episode they're gonna do something about it oh okay there's a little twisty poo next episode we got a twisty coming up so ravu's going to travel council again and finally the prophecy of cowboy is going to be fulfilled we're going to get planned voodoo in action they're going to split the vote for the first time ever we're getting a split vote fundamental survivor our very first split vote from a group of recruits. <laughs> now, it, it doesn't work because it didn't need to work. There's no idol. Right. The, the but, idol has not been found. But they still split the vote. It's still the right move because yeah. you don't know if they have the idol or not. You have to assume they do. And they don't. But it's it's still the right move. They're going to split the votes between Sylvia, obviously, and Anthony because everyone's kind of pissed at his performance in the immunity challenge because he was just horrendously bad. But he's still better than Sylvia. Um, that is really fascinating that this group of recruits split the vote. Yep. And could. and I will say they they don't bring a ton of attention to no. it. Like it, it's kind I don't I don't want to say fully under the radar because I did notice it, but it wasn't like they made a half of an episode big deal about it like Cowboys yeah. unfulfilled plan voodoo. Yeah, I think Rocky's the one who talk about it a little bit, which is wild. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, w- I wonder if there's, like, one of them that watched a lot of Survivor, like, going into no, it. Yeah, I, again, I don't know. Maybe they all did except Earl. I don't yeah. know. Rocky probably worships at the altar of Cowboy. Like, <laughs> let's just call it, let's like, Let's be real. <laughs> I have no idea, but we get our first split vote here. And so this is, this game changes the game. I mean, Cowboy invented it, but it's actually used correct, you know, it's, it's used here. Yeah. A fundamental Survivor move for the first time on camera. However... Rita does not want to split the vote between Sylvia and Anthony. And she's going to just throw her vote on Earl. Okay. Because she thinks Earl doesn't like her. Why? It ends up being four votes for Sylvia, three votes for Anthony, one vote for Earl. Okay, whatever, Rita. It's the right move to give her to Sylvia, and it's the right move to split the vote. So, huge credit to Ravu, except for Rita. Except for Rita. Yeah. You know, it's that, it's that meme. Congrats to you and you and you, not you and you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Derek, who do you got for best player? I had a really hard time because... They didn't really highlight a ton of good individual gameplay. I, I have no idea where you're going to go with this, but I really liked the way that 
Earl has been able to deflect the fact that he's now been to exile twice and no one's talking about him and he's made himself indispensable and he's obviously socially ept enough to be well ingrained into his tribe of, I mean, I don't want to call them losers because their circumstances suck, but he's a big threat and he's not being targeted. So I, I had Earl, but you, you can convince me. So Earl, Yao Man, Mookie, Rocky, and Michelle, they were the ones behind the split vote Correct. who weren't, you know, getting voted for. So those are the, the five. Yes. Of those five, I'm going to give it to Michelle because she got fired for her tribe. That's, I'd completely forgotten about it, and I'll just concede because at least they can drink water now. Josh, you don't even need to decide this one. Well, I mean, even to kind of add a little bit of supporting reasoning here, uh, I would be a little bit nervous if I was Earl. Because he's, uh, no no idol was played here, and he's the only other person that's been to Exile. So mm-hmm. the very next episode, we could see another split vote in favor of Earl. Yeah, it, it could happen. So for worst player, I had Rita for voting for Earl for some reason, even though she knew the plan. And I had it as Anthony for being the other half of the split vote and continuing to, to rub people the wrong way and drawing almost all the ire from Mookie and, uh, and Rocky. Like, a lot of it is intangible stuff, but he uh, something he's doing is rubbing them the wrong way, and I can't quite... The edit doesn't really place it, but I had to just say, okay, they, they really don't like him for some reason. I'm giving it to Anthony. I'm going to side up Derek again. That Three for three. I, I don't think you can look past someone getting three votes and being the backup plan in case someone has an idol. Sure. Uh, that's a very dangerous position to be in. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not mad about it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's I okay. don't believe you, Ryan. <laughs> episode four. Let's just call Jeff on the Jeff phone. <laughs> I saw the name of this episode before I started it, and it brought me great joy because I knew exactly who said it. Okay, this is something that a Rocky would say. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Rocky, he is a massive prick to Anthony after Tribal Council. Yeah. Basically, he's just going off on him that Anthony's kind of a wuss. So basically, it's just like Anthony won't stand up for himself. You know, he doesn't have a ton of like self confidence. So when someone is you know, he's going to talk about how he was bullied a lot growing up. And so Rocky's acting like a huge prick to him. Anthony's kind of retreating back to high school self and, you know, just kind of being a punching bag. And, and it's really sad. And and what, I, what I'll say, this is when Rocky's antics became, I mean, they were already getting a little old, but they stopped being fun. Yeah. It, it just turned into outright bullying. Yeah. And if you want to start winning, you don't bully people into doing that. I mean, and I know that... I've never lived in Boston. I've never lived in New England. And I know that they have this kind of brash, brusque way of interacting with each other. And uh, and the culture there is very different. But guess what? Survivor is kind of a great equalizer. And Rocky needs to realize that there are other ways to do things. And this way isn't right. Just because your entire society does it doesn't mean it's good. Yeah, fair. <laughs> so Rocky sucks. And yeah. I've met some people from Boston, and they're not like Rocky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And we do preach the like the um, non-confrontational play, especially just in the in the pre-merge where you just kind of sit back and just take it as someone let, let someone make a fool of their themselves yes. instead of being a part of the argument because they might just be trying to antagonize you to uh, bring out something negative to make you look bad. If you just kind of sit back now, you don't want to just kind of cower and yeah. get bullied, but at the same time. This is just going to make Rocky look bad. Yeah, I, f- I feel like Anthony should stand up for himself a, a bit more. Yeah. I think he's letting himself get beat up too much. It, it's a it's a tough line to walk. It's a tough line, for it's, sure. And it's interesting. If it was just Rocky doing it to him, I can see where it's like, you know what? I'm just going to take it because I'm in well enough with everyone else and he's making, uh, you know, kind of a... He, everyone thinks that he's a prick for bullying me. 
that's different. The fact that he is kind of, I mean, no pun intended, but he's on an island. He's on his own. He's on Anthony Island. You know, we've got Earl Island, yep. but we've got Anthony Island. He's on an island, and he does need to be able to stand up for himself. But I mean, you don't expect to run into super big bullies like this because in Survivor, I feel like at least in modern Survivor, more often than not, if you run run into an Anthony, people will flip that and be like, "Oh, someone who's not very confident in themselves." That is a great number to have for forever. Karishma. <laughs> yeah. So for the first time in Moto, we're actually going to have some strategy talk. <laughs> Four episodes in. <laughs> Who Boo. are you people? Boo, Alex, Edgardo, Lisi, and Stacy form an alliance. Yeah, who are these people? We've heard, <laughs> we haven't heard, for, we, we've seen a little bit of Boo and Alex, but we haven't seen any of the other three at all this whole time. Uh, so the five of them have an alliance. They don't really like Liliana or Dreams or uh, Cassandra. And Gary's also kind of on the outs, but that's just because he's not very healthy. Yeah. Um, they, they like Gary. They like but, Gary. But they're like, we can't drag you around. Yeah. Kind of thing. Moto wins reward, and they're going to send Yao Man to Exile Island. Send Earl! <laughs> Sylvia's gone. Send Earl. Earl is physically stronger, and he's the only one there to have been there. Sending Yao Man makes no sense. None. This is exactly what a tribe that's had an easy go at it would do. Yep. They're just like, eh, it's not going to matter. They're all going to be gone anyways. <laughs> so Rocky, he gets back to camp, and he just starts throwing stuff around the camp and just basically having a tantrum. Yeah, don't do this. Yeah, nobody, nobody's going to respect you for this. At Moto, Liliana starts giving the guys massages and flirting with them, trying to play the uh, poverty game a little bit. And Lisi and Stacy do not like this. So they are all aboard getting rid of Liliana as soon as possible. They don't want her to flirt the guys onto her side or something like that. It's fair. Be careful about how public you are yep. with something like this because it can really rub people the wrong way and make you yep. a target. But on the other side, the girls maybe use this and befriend uh, Liliana. And yeah, but friend Liliana. I don't blame you for getting her for forgetting her. I think Liliana is the single most forgettable survivor contestant of all time. Yeah, that's fair. Like if I were to name <laughs> like it every with an L. L. <laughs> if I were to name every single one, she's the one I forget. I think she's one confessional in four episodes. Interestingly enough, when you were reading the names just a couple of minutes ago and you're like, Liliana, I'm like, Oh, you mean Lisi? Nope. <laughs> no, no, you meant Liliana. And I was like, Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Gary is still doing badly. He's like having the spins, he's dizzy. Uh, he And what turns out, I guess he got bit by a bunch of fire ants, and we saw the ant bites on him, and he has an allergic reaction to these bites. And that is the main thing that ends up getting... He, he pulls himself from the game. Technically, it's a quit, but it's like one of those things where like, nobody blames him because he, was like, he wasn't going to die, but he's just so miserable and sick that it's just like, yeah, it's fine, go home. Yeah. Like, you're going to be one of the next people to go, probably, anyways. I, I, and I will say it felt differently. It, it didn't feel like Season 7, Austin in Season 7. It didn't feel like what Jenna was trying to do in Season 6. Um, who was the other quit that we've had? Janu. Janu. Uh, it, it, didn't, it didn't feel like that at all. It really felt like he's just sitting there, and he can't breathe, and he's spinning. And it's like, if the doctors tell you there's nothing wrong with you, but you know there's something wrong with you... Well, it wasn't that there was anything wrong. You know, there was something wrong with him. Yeah. But it wasn't enough to pull him. It wasn't threatening. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's your call. We Because they can only pull you if you're going to die or lose a leg or something yeah, like that. It's like, oh, you have a cut that has an infection that you could lose your limb on. It's like, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> you know, he, Gary was going to survive this, this these ant bites. But allergic reaction, it's no fun. So, you know, can't blame Gary at all. But there goes my winner pick. <laughs> womp, womp. So he does go out here. Yeah, yes. Gary's gone. He pulls yep. himself from the game. Gary's out. So who's your new winner pick? Uh, I can't pick a new winner pick till the end of the episode. Okay. That's how okay. it works. So at least I get a little bit more information before making my pick. Oh, congrats. Silver lining. 
I almost think that we should make him pick now. No, mid episode. No, it's got it because if we were watching this live, it would be the, after the episode was over. Yeah, mm. fine. So Rocky decides to try and cheer everyone up. So he runs around naked and then starts cross dressing. He even like cuts a coconut in half to give himself boobs, and he's just. Yep, just cross-dressing. And you know what? I think it works. In fairness, this was funny. It was very funny. Everyone seemed to enjoy it. <laughs> Good for Rocky. This is this is how you uh, toe the line between being a complete psychopath and being maybe close to the shame powers. Yes. Yeah. Now, he's going a little more cartoon character here. Yeah. Which is, so, you know, trying to get boost morale. I think it does boost morale, but they're not going to win. <laughs> no. They were close. They were close. So at the immunity challenge, they're given a message in a bottle that will be given to the winning tribe after the challenge. Moto ends up winning because Yama and Narita are both pretty slow in this challenge. Yep. And again, they're not eating. Yep, they're not uh. eating. But Moto wins, and they're given the message in a bottle. They can either give up immunity and keep the really nice camp, or give up the really nice camp and keep immunity. One or the other. And here is where I can now workshop this twist. This, this haves versus haves not twist. This decision should have been in every single episode. Yeah, I agree. You win immunity, and you can keep it, or you give it up and keep the nice camp. The winning tribe always gets to decide, what is more important to you, immunity or luxury? Every single episode, you have this choice. And I think that the twist works fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's an interesting decision. Uh, but we're only going to get it once, and it's this episode. They're going to decide to keep the camp and go to tribal council, which is stupid. This is a horrible move. You know, for the majority alliance, it's fine. But uh, anybody who's not in that group of five should be like, uh, no. Cassandra, Dreams, uh, Liliana, no, you should not be going to this. I mean, but how do you vote for this? Yeah, they're a little unclear. If Does it have to be unanimous or is it majority rules? And my guess is that Jeff would take a majority. I mean, you can't sit there all day. I think it would be, I think it has to be unanimous for this to work. I think, I think you have to do it unanimous. Otherwise, that's, I don't think it's fair if you do it like that. And it, to be fair, it was unanimous. Mm-hmm. Everyone agreed um, to keep the camp and go to tribal council. Which is just interesting. Yeah, when, yeah, when, you're, when you're four people into the season already, four people being voted out, th- this is, yes, it's still an advantage, but you're far enough in to where it's not like the other tribe is 100% starting from scratch or yeah. anything like that. So I think you just got to keep the numbers. Yeah, I think so too. Well, you just lost Gary. You just lost Gary in, in a pretty unexpected incident. Mm, you gotta hold on yeah, to immunity this time. You're only up by one because Jessica almost doesn't count because they got Sylvia to replace her. So the numbers yeah. are not really, they're barely in Moto's No, favor. it's eight to seven. Yeah, and after this, it's gonna be even. Yes. This is a, ultimately, I think, a bad move, um, yeah. especially for Liliana, Dreams, and Cassandra. This could have been, this is gonna be a disaster for Liliana. The other two, it could have easily been. Right. Because they're going to go back to camp, and Dreams is going to hold a public forum, which is always a good move. Oh. Genius. <laughs> and, and by the way, by public forum, I think Ryan's underselling it. He says, I'm just going to lay it out on the table. Uh, I'm voting for either Cassandra or was it Lisi? He's like, these are the two people we can afford to lose, Cassandra and Lisi. And, and Cassandra and Lisi are like, dude, really? Like, are you serious? And then he looks around, he's like, tell me I'm wrong. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, Bold. you're probably right. You're not wrong, you're just an a-hole, Dreams. <laughs> like, oh, it takes coconuts to say that. Yeah, that's for sure. And Gardo gets involved in this public forum, and he says, I'm not going to vote for Lisi, because I like Lisi. Cassandra, I'm probably going to vote for you. <laughs> Gardo, why? Just let Dreams dig his hole. <laughs> no, if someone starts a public forum, don't get involved. Just if, let him talk. On top of that, if someone starts a public forum, throws out names, and neither of them are yours... 
Let him go. Let him keep going. <laughs> so Lisi and Stacy, on the other hand, they want Liliana out of the game because they don't like her for some reason. Because she's flirting too yeah, much. Yeah, she's being a flirt. Boo, Alex, and Edgardo all want Cassandra gone because she's the weakest person not in their alliance, which is the go-to move. Stand by, weakest person, and not in your alliance. Great. The three guys end up deciding to concede for the sake of the alliance. I think Lisi and Stacy are, are a little short-sighted here. I think Cassandra's definitely the right move. But it's going to be six votes for Liliana, one vote for Cassandra, one vote for Lisi. Yeah, I, I'll echo it because... They go so as as far as to say that Liliana was very strong yeah. physically. Out of all the women, she's probably the physically the strongest. I, yeah, on on this season, I say no doubt. Yeah, yeah. So they do weaken themselves. Uh, if you, if you're drawing lines just at gender, they are weakening themselves yep. by doing this, and that's not something that you generally do for a first member voted out. Yeah, this is Lisi and Stacy not fully understanding the game. And flexing. And flexing. Flexing in the pre-merge for no reason. They're kind of like mean girls. That's kind of the. That's kind of how they act. You know, it. It. Ha- I don't know that it happens this episode, but I think in an episode or two that really comes out. Yeah, they're kind of nasty. Yeah. Oh, like when I when I said earlier, there's some unlikable people this season. Lisi and Stacey are near the top of that list. Yes. Along with Rocky. <laughs> yes. No way. We have three bullies. Uh, Mookie a little bit too, I think. Yeah, he gets he he uh, he's slow out of the gate, but he gets better as the pre-merge goes sure, on. Sure, yeah, he's not as bad, but he yeah. still does some stuff. So yes. I, I think those are the big unlikable people this season. Yes, the villains, the villainous characters. So for best, okay, so two people go out in this episode, so we're allowed to give out two best players and two worst players. So my best players are Alex and Boo because they are the two that conceded to go along with the majority vote to keep their alliance together. What can you do if those two are so gung-ho about getting rid of Liliana? You want to keep your alliance happy. That's the most important thing. Because we really didn't see much of Rabu. Alex, Boone, Edgardo are the three who probably did the best on Moto. But Edgardo did that stupid thing at the public forum where he's like, yeah, I'm probably going to go to Cassandra. So by default, that leaves Alex and Boo for me, for my, my two best. Um, I only picked one best because there was only one vote out. So I'm going to stand by it. I don't know how you want to judge this. But for my best, I picked Earl for having one confessional in the episode that wasn't a complete train wreck. I'll give an honorable mention to Rocky for being goofy and also not a train wreck, but I think he also had his moments in this episode that he typically does. So I'm saying, Earl, but if you don't mind, can I just go right into my worst? Uh, go ahead. How can you pick anybody from Moto? They gave up immunity. For my worst player, I said the entire Moto tribe because they're all complicit. You can't but, do that. But if I had to pick one, I picked Dreams because he was the one who decided that open forum was this great idea the second they got back. They gave up immunity. Now the numbers are even. This is stupid. Yes. So I, I want to give it to the entire Moto tribe. I know I can't. So I'm going to land on Dreams, but I don't know how you can give best to any of them right, well, when they let's, unanimously let's, decided. Let's go back to best. <sighs> so... Alex and Boo, Earl and no one. Josh. I was going to side with Ryan just because it, Derek gave his best because of a confessional. Yep. Um, and I I can't really side with that. But with with Derek's last reasoning of Moto gave up immunity, I don't know how it can side with you either. Here's the, okay. So, so I, I feel like I need an, an extra reasoning from either of you. For Alex and Boo, at least, and for their Alliance of Five, they at least knew they had control of the game on their tribe. So giving up immunity really isn't any skin off their nose. Like, you give up immunity, let's say you vote off Cassandra, 
doesn't matter really i mean yeah you're down in numbers but it, you, you know you keep your advantage there's there's an argument there i don't know how much i agree with it but I, at least i can see the argument the people who i really criticize for giving up immunity are cassandra dreams and liliana who were not in the majority alliance and could have easily gone home here and one of them did the power five whatever their alliance is called they had control they exerted it could have been done in a better way and then like i said for alex and boo their main focus was keeping their alliance happy just so they would have the numbers later on was there a better did they play the most optical uh, optimal game they could no absolutely not no one did this episode so there's at least an argument for something good there and my counter argument the reason that i think that them giving up immunity what was even a bigger sin than it, it seems on the surface is that everything that the edit is giving us in terms of their tribal lines are untested they think that they know that they're in an alliance and yes in hindsight you can say that those five had control and those five had nothing to worry about but they did not have anything in ink to prove that going into final tribal council i picked the best player because i felt like i had to but nobody played well I, I genuinely believe that Ravu fell butt backwards into a, a good situation because they didn't need to vote anybody out. It's nothing they did. They lost. Yeah. And so then the entire they, other tribe unanimously decided that, you know what, we don't really feel like safety today. Well, then Stupid. If no one played well, why are you giving one to Earl? Then I, nobody. Then the best, is, the best goes to nobody. I am fine with removing it and going not applicable, but I thought you might yell at me for that. No, absolutely <laughs> not. If, if no one played well, don't give one out. NA. We, we, we've done it before. That's that's true. NA, Josh, NA, nobody played well, and the entire Moto tribe is trash. This is an extremely even argument, I might <laughs> I might say. Because Ryan 100% sold me, and then Derek went completely back and pulled me back in <laughs> <laughs> by saying that there's nothing written in ink, then that there's no if, proven if, alliances. If, if, if Derek is going to go with that argument, go ahead and go that way. If, I had an issue with him picking Earl because he didn't do anything. And, and, and I have come back and said so, I felt like I had to pick someone. I'm not going to concede, but I will not be angry if you go with Derek because that is a very fair argument. Ryan, you had me. I know, I know. <laughs> you had me, but, and then Dirk pulled me back in. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't want to say unbiased, but I'm not. I'm flexible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, the best argument should win. And I think Derek has a great argument. I, I think it has to be an NA. Sure. Not not applicable. No best of the episode. I think that that is you know depending on which school of thought you're coming from, I think that's absolutely fair. Sure. And I think the thing that pulls it down the most is that they didn't know that they had that majority of lines. Sure. Yes, they thought they did, but so could the other three. The other three could have thought they were in a, in. I'm sure they all a did. majority of lines. That's why it was so. unanimous to give it up. So for worst players, I haven't said mine yet. I had Cassandra and Dreams. Cassandra, again, two. Cassandra, she agreed to give up immunity. She was on the wrong side of the vote. And she didn't really fight it all to stay in the game. She just kind of sat there and let everything happen around her, which worked out for her, but not because of what she did. <laughs> she survived because of nothing she did. And then Dreams, oh, and they both also sent Yao to exile, which was stupid. Yes. Uh, and then, yeah, Dreams also uh, agreed to give up immunity, but he held a public forum. Stupid. So I, I gave it to both Cassandra and Dreams. And I only gave out one, so... I don't know how we grade this. And who was yours to again? It was Dreams, because open forum is never good, and I feel like that permanently blemishes your record. Okay, so Dreams is getting one. Yes, Dreams yeah. gets so one. So the question is, does Cassandra get one too? I, I think she does. Uh, I, I understand why Derek only gave out one, because Gary quit and wasn't voted out. Uh, but if we are giving out two, then uh, Cassandra definitely did not have a good episode. <laughs> and, and, and Cassandra, so. Cassandra would be my number two. Yeah. Uh, so I've got no qualms. So, I have lost my winner pick. Gary's gone. Sad day. I'm going to move. 
uh, back in the day, and I'm going to stand by this. Moved on to Yell Man, and uh, I like it. Now, might I say something? Sure. Ryan, as, as Kid Ryan, what what is your policy for picking people? I pick the person I like the best, and usually the person I like the best has shown, shown either, well, usually chops at the game they've done, they've been clever. Usually just, like, clever. Anything clever won me over. Uh, also, sometimes comic relief won me over because mm. I'm a kid, uh, and I'm dumb. <laughs> what is the number one thing that trumps any of that? I mean, the name Ryan. The yeah. name Ryan trumps everything. <laughs> and what do we have here? We have someone with the name Stacy. I am shocked that Kid Ryan did not go with Stacy. Because I don't like my last name. I never have. Also, <laughs> Stacy is a girl, and when Ryan was a kid, girls had cooties. I'm, ju- I'm just surprised that Kid Ryan wasn't just like, Ah, oh, Stacy, that's my name. A, Stacy sucks. <laughs> B, I, I, I have never liked my last name. So, uh, no, I... I I think she's the only Stacey ever played on Survivor, and no. All right, all right. Invi- she's pretty invisible in yeah, episode one. And honestly, she's been pretty invisible so far. Yeah, she hasn't really done much except kind of be uh, catty to Lili- about Liliana. Yeah, and that's all we've seen of her. Yeah. So, Yao Man, for sure. Episode five, love many, trust few, do wrong to none, which is Yao Man's philosophy. Hmm. It's a good one. Uh, so Yao Man and Earl have both been exile island now, and they kind of bond and make an alliance over their knowledge of the idol. And Earl decides to help Yaman out by leading everyone out of camp on a, a trek to get food to give Yaman time to find the idol. Unfortunately, the, the idol is buried fairly deep under the cave where Rabu is living, and Yaman doesn't really have any tools to dig with, so he can't get to it. Correction, Rabu has no tools. Right. They, they have a machete. Yeah. And you don't use that for digging. So Yaman can't get deep enough to get it, unfortunately. Give him a shovel. (laughs) (laughs) This is some more fantastic first-time survivor uh, gameplay. Uh, The idol hunt. And and this has become less... uh, The the idol... Idols have obviously had a kind of a roller coaster of a history. They've been really hard to find, really easy to find. They've got this whole brand new weird era of survivor that we're in now, where there's like, like... like games and puzzles to solve. Back in the day, you just had to, you know, this is we're in the, we're probably my favorite era now, where they're tricky to find or tricky to get to. And and this is a fun one. It's buried beneath where they're sleeping. That's great. How do you get this idol? And so seeing these strategies for people, we're gonna see this on both tribes of people trying to get this idol without everybody else in their camp knowing. I think that's great. And this is some more Survivor 201 stuff that I'm talking about, like. Uh, these strategies. How do you get the idol? I think this is a lot of fun. So uh, this this is one of you know all the all this idol stuff in the in the pre merge is some of some of the best stuff and why I think this is must watch. I can see why you think that it's Survivor two hundred one because now we finally have the iteration of the idol that's going to stick. Yeah, we we have the one that's going to be the most prevalent, the most pervasive throughout the the the, the remainder of Survivor history. I mean, I've seen one super idol season, but other than that, it's been advantages and. This idol. Mm-hmm. So I, I can see that. And maybe it is something that I took for granted because I'm like, oh, yeah, of course, if two people know where the idol is, one person is going to play decoy while the other one digs it up. First time we get this. Great. But, like, I didn't think about it as being the first time it ever happened. I've seen it a million times before. But it's historical. Historical. It's the first time we get this. Yeah. So good on Earl, good on Yao Man. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, we couldn't find it. Yeah, because they're Rabu. So at the reward challenge, Moto crushes Rabu. It's that sumo at sea challenge. Yeah. Only Yao Man wins his round. And to be clear, he beats Stacy. But Yao Man's the only one who won on Rock. 
And he's like, oh, that's not, not a great win. I beat up on a girl, but a win's a win. <laughs> a win's a win. I love young men so much. That, that's, that's fishing for the positives, and I, I appreciate it. By the way, Rocky was a loud mouth, and Dreams just tossed, tossed his Crap. stuff. Yeah. Uh, and of Rita. course they got matched up. Yeah. Oh, 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 uh, Rocky started the challenge. Jeff didn't announce the start of the challenge. Rocky did. He's like, we're going to go right now. Come on. Let's go down on the platform. I'll show you what's what. Yep. And Jeff is like, I guess, I guess we're going. I guess we have our first matchup. <laughs> I, I had an entire list of matchups ready to go. Jeff at it. Jeff knows not to look a gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> like, oh, yes, here we go. But Rita is just pathetic in this challenge. She's going to go home in this episode. So. Yeah, and if it was because of her challenge performance, I don't think it was. They had a couple other things. Yeah. Uh, but I devoted her out for the, her performance in this challenge. This did not help. She basically stood there. Yeah. She just stood there and just let herself get knocked into the mud. Twice! Why did they put her out there for the grudge match? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was like a random draw. Uh, Earl is sent to Exile Island. Finally a good move. Yeah, Moto. that's a good move. So back in Moto, Lisi and Stacy enter Mean Girl mode, and they are just really rude to Dreams Cassandra. They won't, like, teach Dreams how to use the coffee pot, because he's never used this kind before. It's a coffee press. Sure. So, it is, so it's not as... You know, like, a, like a French press? Yeah. So, like, you got to let the ground settle, and then yep. you... Yep. You know, pretty simple stuff, right? At least that's what uh, Stacy and Lisi keep saying. I don't and know. I had to read the directions on mine for a while. Yeah, so Dreams is known to <laughs> do it. When I first bought mine. Because <laughs> uh, Dreams' big story is he used to be homeless. Right. Okay, so he doesn't know how to use a French, fresh, French press? Yeah. French press. I don't know how to use one either. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Stacy and Lisi are like, I'm not going to tell him. And to his face. I'm not going to tell him what to do. I'm not going to talk to him. And Alex kind of pulls him aside and, and he's like, you know, if you're mean to them. They're going to jump. They're going to flip. And it's like, well, we don't have to worry about that. It's like, um, have you ever done math? <laughs> this is still close. <laughs> and here, and here's the thing. I know we just came off of an episode where, where Dreams kind of threw Lisi and, and Cassandra under the bus. So I understand a certain level of ostracizing Toward, toward dreams, but that would need to be a group consensus, and I don't think you actually want to be mean to that person. I mean, th there's a difference between, like, kind of pushing someone to the outside more subtly. You know, we always say, keep them comfortable, be nice, be yeah. human. It doesn't cost anything to be nice. Mm -hmm. uh, but then just being total plastics? I mean, come on, Regina. Like, yeah. this is why you get hit by a bus. Yeah. I was uncomfortable watching the sequence, especially because, like, what has Cassandra done? Nothing that the edit has shown us, so why are you being mean? Yeah. I, I, like, I don't, I don't, I really don't get it. But, so Alex is trying to explain this to his alliance, and, and the, the girls in Boo just don't get it. Uh, it's not clicking. And they just, like, they can't figure it out, and Edgardo does, and they're just like, what the heck? So, in the end, Alex ends up, like, gathering everybody together and giving a big speech about tribe unity, just, like, trying to fix this. And then immediately cut to Dreams going, yeah, I'm jumping ship the yeah. second that I can. Well, and he, and to Alex's face, he's like, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, do this, yeah, yeah, tribe yeah. unity. Yeah. Cut to confessional. He's like, yeah, me and Cassandra are going to flip ASAP. Yeah. Good on dreams. I felt Fair. so badly for Alex in this moment. Oh, yeah. Because I'm sitting here watching, and by the way, I, I still didn't know that he was a recruit. I've only seen pretty much competent gameplay. I mean, yes, last episode, I am gonna I'm gonna give him their licks for giving up immunity. But Alex has been the best all-around survivor player on Moto, and Easy. it honestly hasn't been close. Easy. 
and now I just see the walls crumbling around him. Like, there's almost no way that this turns out good because they're ostracizing a good percentage of their tribe, and you know either a merge or a, a, a swap is coming. And I'm just like, oh, no, Alex, I'm so sorry you're <laughs> stuck with this. You're hurting cats, bro. My condolences. <laughs> I'm sorry for your loss, Alex. <laughs> Like, you've got the greatest camp in Survivor history, and somehow, I know this doesn't end well. So, back at Ravu, Rita and Michelle won't stop talking about, like, fashion and, like, lip gloss and stuff like that. Whatever. But, like, Anthony, Mookie, and Rocky are trying to sleep, and they're talking about this in the cave where they all sleep. Granted, this isn't the daytime. This is the daytime. So, so it's a daytime nap, but... Read the room. You can go to the Read beach the to talk about this. Read the cave. So all the guys get really annoyed about this, and it's just Rita. This is Rita's downfall episode. So. It's it's piling on. That's all it is. So we have a memory immunity challenge where it's like a matching game. You go out and you, you match things. It's not a physical challenge at all. Mm-hmm. Lisey somehow gets hurt. <laughs> she just falls off the platform. And she's like stepping off to go take her turn and just face plants. Now, I will say I love the way she does it because she lays there like immobile. <laughs> For, like, three to four seconds, and, like, they even cut to Jeff, like, what? <laughs> and then she just gets right up, and she's like, I'm okay, I'm fine. The re- I, I, Quick story, quick anecdote. My first ever college class, it was a speech class. It was speech 101. And my, my professor walked in, and then, you know, I'm wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, like, hey, college, hooray! And this old guy walks in, and he trips on the way in. And then he gets up. And he makes, like, the gymnastics, like, stick the landing sign. And then he turns and does the stick the landing sign again. And then he looks at the class and he goes, did I do that on purpose? Or was that an accident? Or are you only ever going to remember that for my reaction? Did I turn around wondering what tripped me? Or did I own the fact that I tripped? And do you like me better for what I did? And to his credit, I have never forgotten that. So, Lisi, as much as you kind of get on my nerves as a TV character... This was hilarious, oh, yeah. and I love it. Keep doing it. Own your mistakes. So, but Moto wins immunity. Even a non-physical one, Moto still wins. Well, and, well, and we can't forget the fact that Rocky blew it. Yes. I mean, he had he had it. He does the classic thing where he blames everyone else, and everyone else is willing to take some of the blame. But, like, dude, you've been so quick to get yeah. angry at everybody else. You blew it. Yeah, he wasn't the only one who screwed up, but he was the last one to screw up. Yes, so, Rabu's got a toss-up. It's Anthony or Rita at this point. Both get on people's nerves. Both aren't very good at the challenges. Uh, it ends up being five votes for Rita, two for Anthony. Michelle's on the wrong side of the vote. I think it's the right move, ultimately. I think Anthony's marginally better than Rita. At least Anthony did something in the sumo challenge. Mm-hmm. And, and by all accounts, Anthony is a huge contributor around camp. I mean, specifically with, like, tending the fire sure. and, and stuff like that. And Which, I mean, we'll get that later. Yeah. But we don't know what Rita contributes, but we do know that Anthony does contribute. Yeah. So... I'm just more more evidence to the pro that this was the right move. Right move. Derek, who you got for best player? I said Alex because their tribe won immunity, and he's also the only one on his tribe trying to make the right move. He tried to reinstill unity. He tried to get verbal agreements from everybody to stay together. It fails, but he still did the right things, and I want to give him all the credit in the world for trying. Yep. Plus the Moto Tribe sent Earl Eggs on. Yes, yes. But yeah, it's Alex. Sounds good to me. Yep. I have a worst player. I had, I know I just like wrote down two, but I have Stacy and Lisi for ostracizing Dreams and Cassandra. I'm going to side with Stacy because I felt like hers negative edit, her Mean Girls edit was a little bit more extreme and a little bit more direct and a little bit more intentional. Like, no, I will not teach you how to do this. Um, and so because of that, 
Dreams and Cassandra, I mean, probably for a multitude of reasons that compound over time, are planning to flip immediately. I had Michelle, because she annoyed, she was part of the conversation that annoyed all the guys while they were sleeping and she ended up being on the wrong side of the vote. Sure. I, I feel like there's a bigger negative to, to Stacy, so I'm going to go with Derek here. Okay. Suck it, Ryan. <laughs> Episode six, I've got strength now to carry the flag. We get the tribe swap. Another one of those really complicated tribe swaps that we can just yada yada through. It ends up being 3-3 split on either tribe um, from Moto and Rabu. Uh, Lisi is not picked and sent to Exile Island, but on her way, she's like, oh, I thought I was going to just get automatically eliminated from the game, and I would have been okay with that. This would have been a good time to exit. What are you complaining about, Lisi? You've had it made. You've had to do nothing this entire season. What? what why do you want out? Lisi, your privilege is showing. <laughs> uh, I don't get Lisi, man. Honestly, she got the mean a bit of the mean girls at it last episode, and at this episode, I was like, I just want you to leave. Mm. I like I'm I'm done with you. You had one funny moment at the challenge last episode, but I'm I'm kind of done. Like one one piece of the game leaves your control, and in kind of a just a nonsensical BS reshuffle of the tribes, which because it's not like you know schoolyard pick them with leaders, it's just like you know grab the next person chain style chain link style. What are you mad about? Like do you want to know why your last one? Because it was going to be somebody on Moto because you were up in the numbers. Yep. And then you had to alternate tribes in your picking. Why are you... Whatever, man. Just whatever. Yeah, she's going to go to the losing tribe. And they... Both captains, the, the first person to go to each tribe, Earl and Agardo, have to draw buffs to decide which tribe they're going to. <laughs> the nice one or the crap one. And Earl gets the nice one. And okay. notably, the tribe of uh, young, strong men is yep. going to get sent back so to Rob. Let's go over the new tribes. Yeah. So, a uh, new moto is Boo, Cassandra, Stacy, Earl, Michelle, and Yaman. New Rabu is Anthony, Mookie, Rocky, Alex, Dreams, Edgardo, and Lisi will eventually join them. Because they lose. Because they lose. Um, and yeah, so the Rabu tribe is, is built with just, it's the beefcake tribe, basically. On paper, maybe one of the strongest pre-merge tribes of all time, just physically. Yeah, you got Alex, Gardo, Dreams, Mookie, Rocky, and Anthony. <laughs> right. And you know Rocky hasn't been very good in the challenge, but the rest of those guys are just huge. Yeah, and in fairness, who knows how good Rocky would have been if he'd have actually had, you know, food. Sure, sure. Anthony, too. Like, we can't sell him short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're going to not get the luxury tribe. They're going to be on Rabu and have nothing. Yep. Uh, they, they are given a little bit more supplies this time. I think they're, they're given a little bit of stuff, like Flint and <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Thank goodness. And, and uh, both tribes get, like, a feast or a small feast at this point. Give them something. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so Cassandra is like, hey, Earl, yeah, man, you want to work together? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Sounds like a great plan. <laughs> right move. Good job, Stacy. <laughs> you have no one to blame but yourself. On Ravu, the Alpha Bros, they all go hunting, and they leave Anthony behind to tend the fire. Oh, womp womp. This is Anthony's downfall episode, and it is a sad episode. Yeah, I mean, in this moment, it felt a little bit like Kobe not being able to go fishing with, like, yeah. you know, Ian and Tom. But dial that up to, like, 11, because literally everybody else goes, and he's just left there with sad violin music yeah i mean and and then he's like well geek nerd on the jockiest tribe in survivor history uh-oh <laughs> alex mookie edgardo and dreams make an alliance and i don't think it got named in the pre-merge did you hear the name yet 
Because it has my favorite alliance name of all time. Uh, if it got named, I haven't heard it. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say what it's called. Okay. It's the best alliance name, I think, in Survivor. These are the Four Horsemen. <laughs> uh, and I love it. Alex, Mookie, Gardo, and Dreams, the Four Horsemen Alliance is here, folks. That is so corny. I love it. Yep. It's great. I love it. And Mookie also catches an F-ton of fish, because they, they were given some fishing gear. Yes. Um, now. So the, it, it's evened out a little bit, just because I think production's like, yeah, we got to give them something. <laughs> this is just sad. But Moto ends up winning the immunity challenge thanks pretty much entirely to Boo, who led the whole thing. Yeah. And Rabu's going to Tribal Council, even with all these studly guys. Rocky is super obnoxious. No one really likes him. Anthony's weaker in the challenges. Who do we get rid of? Tribal Council, five votes for Anthony, one vote for Rocky. Yeah, and honestly, this is one of the few um, notes I took on the side. This is one of the uglier Tribal Councils. Yeah, Anthony um, and Rocky really get into it. Well, and I don't even want to say Anthony yeah, and Rocky yeah. get into it. Rocky is just a prick. Oh, yes. He, uh, not irreconcilable, but in that moment, I was like, dude, stop. Yeah. Like, you're not proving any points. You're not doing anybody any favors. You're not creating any kind of team unity. No one else even really speaks. And yet, somehow, whenever they do speak, they all end up on, yeah, you know what, Anthony? This really is your fault that this is happening to you. I'm like... Nobody deserves this. No. Ever. Ever. Like, are they literally just doing it to placate Rocky because they're going to tolerate him and, and, you know, for the next tribal? But even Jeff is like, Anthony, why are you letting this happen? Dude! Yeah, it's victim blaming. Jeff! It's it's a, it's an ugly tribal council. I, I, yeah, it's not great. No. Uh, so, I like, I don't want to say that this is what I'm going to remember the pre-merge for, but in terms of uncomfortable tribal councils, this is... Easily in my top three through 14 seasons. I'd have to really think about it, but I, I just didn't like it. This this was ugly. Yeah, this um, was definitely ugly. And uh, and it's not like the hero wins in the end. Anthony goes home. Right. So, so I, I, I really didn't like it, and it's probably one of the things most fresh on my mind when I say, like, this isn't must-watch Survivor. Sure. This is the low point of the season. I Yeah, and I'll agree with that. I don't watch Survivor for this. Yeah. This is not why I come here. Unfortunately, it was the right move. It can be the right move. But still And not. you went about it the wrong way. Yeah, exactly. Right move, right reasons, but the way you did it. Yeah. <sighs> and specifically Rocky, but, like, everyone else... Draw that line between the game and life. I don't think that this would happen in modern Survivor. Probably for the best. I would also like to say that, like, Anthony, just because your personality and your makeup doesn't necessarily align with the rest of the tribe, don't just automatically assume that you're done. You could go all sad sack on it and be, like, the one guy that's kind of left out in this super jock tribe. But we've seen that before where, like, one kind of outsider in that sense is able to effectively assimilate themselves within the tribe just by personality sure. it doesn't have to be super just jockey and all like uh physical by any means anthony didn't do himself any favors he i think he needed to put himself out there a little bit more mm-hmm. but rocky's papers inexcusable yeah and i will say oh, yeah absolutely yeah. I'm, I'm just saying like yeah. uh, ways that anthony could control his destiny a little bit more and, and before tribal and, and to give anthony his credit we do get the edit of him going to alex which is the right move and trying to logic alex into swaying his alliance into getting rid of the more volatile rocky the one who's more unpredictable who's less stable and who doesn't bring anything else to the table and he said you know at least you can count on me to keep the fire going and keep the camp running you guys can fish rocky's not really providing anything that we don't already have so he he tried to make his argument. So it's not like which I think is a fair argument to totally. make. Oh, oh, absolutely. And honestly, I can see where that if they would have voted out Rocky, I'd have been like, you know what, fine move. Yeah, I think what 
sells is they want Mookie to join them. Yes. Mookie wanted Anthony out more than Rock. Exactly. So mm. this was kind of like... Uh, Mookie, what do you want? Yes. And, you know, now we can work together. Yeah. And Rocky can be a real easy next layup. Easy. Derek, who you got for best player? I said Earl because now he's on the Comfort Tribe and... Okay, but he had nothing to do with that. That was and, luck. And Cassandra and Yao Man are now coming to him and he now has the power voting block on the Comfort Tribe. They win the challenge. Earl's got it made okay, going forward. Okay, okay, okay. Why not Cassandra or Yaman then? What distinguishes any of them? Why your, Why Earl? Because Earl is the new godfather. Earl is the godfather on... Are they Moto still? Yeah, they're Moto. So Earl is godfather on Moto with more of the power. If you want to go ahead and give it to Cassandra for approaching and making that initial alliance and leaving Stacy in the dust after the tribe swap, I'm fine. But I really strongly believe that the best player in this episode belongs in the Moto Tribe with the reshuffle. To Mookie. He got into the Majority Alliance. He recognized that Anthony and Rocky were not going to work together, so he jumped ship on that. Got rid of the person he had like the worst connection with. Caught a bunch of fish, eliminated Anthony. I'm giving it to Mookie. All Earl did was talk to Yaman and Cassandra about working together in the future. Mookie made moves. I'm, I'm going to side with Ryan on this one just because he really flipped what could be a really bad situation and put himself what looks like to be in a relatively safe spot. A decent spot. A, 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 de- a, a better spot than what it could be. Sure. Just because you're gonna, your entire tribe is going to be infiltrated by people from the old opposing tribe. So uh, it, it, there could be a really big negative here, and he's it, it appears at least for, for the time being is avoiding it. I have a worse player. Yo, I've actually got three nominees. I'll pick one, I promise. But uh, I've got Stacy because now she's odd one out on New Moto Tribe, and she kind of did it to herself. We got Rocky, who was the worst human being ever and is a layup, dunk, whatever, vote out if uh, Ravu has to go to Tribal again. And Lisi for being a super whiner in public in front of everyone, basically saying, I want to go home, which is a great re-entry from Exile Island would also be another slam dunk vote out to go home if they want to go in that direction. Ultimately, because when it comes to episodes that make me this uncomfortable and feel this vile, I would be doing myself a disservice if I didn't pick Rocky. But like, Lisey, man, you, you made it, a, you made it a, a debate. Because if you say the words like, I'm ready to go home, <laughs> I generally don't pick anyone else as the worst. Now, did she say that to other people or as yep. a confession? Was, no, it was, oh, no. It was in front of everyone. Jeff is like, oh, Lisey, how do you feel? She's like, well... Seems like I'm ready to exit. I just want to go home. And then he's, uh, Jeff is like, well, go to exile. Maybe that'll give you some time to clear your head and, you know, come back and play the go game. To, and she's go like, to your room and think about what you said. And then, <laughs> and then she's walking down the beach and she's like, whatever, Jeff. Thanks. Uh, like, oh, gee, thanks, Jeff. Gee, thanks, Jeff. And just, like, disappears. I'm like, wow. You're immune tonight, Lisey. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's Rocky. Uh, yeah. Terrible social yeah. game. And he lashed out at Anthony just so much. It was uncomfortable. Pretty easy. Josh loses his winner pick. Wah, wah. Anthony's gone. Doesn't make the jury. Josh. Yeah, who, not not a not a great pick uh, for the old Josh man here. Who is your new winner pick? Do you remember who you picked back in the day? I do not. Okay. Uh, well, unfortunately, not. Uh, I, I had to be, make a, a a guessing good faith here. Sure. But I'm I'm pretty confident that uh, on the one that I would land on here because I I narrowed down my final like two or three uh, at the very beginning. And one of the people that I mentioned was Yao Ma'am. And that is because 
I, I didn't actually end up picking him because I thought that he was going to be a very easy target in the pre-merge. And I said that if he can make it to the merge, he has a good chance of making it far in this game. But he's just at such a risk for going in the pre-merge that I can't pick him uh, to be my motor pick. Well, now we're seven people into the into this game being voted out uh, and we're nearing the merge here pretty soon so it, i think at this point it's safe to uh assume that he's not going to be targeted as someone who is a weak member of the tribe who you can just boot out for to make the tribe stronger so that is why i'm gonna go with yaman as my new winner pick. team yaman team yaman episode seven an evil thought lisi joins rabu that's fun for everybody i'm sure yes Earl decides to uh, replay an old favorite and leads everyone on an expedition out of camp so Yao Man can get the idol. And he does. Yao Man has the hidden immunity idol and creates a fake idol and hides it. Yao Man creates the fake idol strategy. So another survivor, 201, the fake idol, uh, which is effective. We saw this take down uh, Jay in Survivor Moneyal versus Gen X. Uh, the old fake idol. Uh, Classic. Makes you feel real safe and comfortable, and then all of a sudden you're out of the game. So Yao Man makes the fake idol. There may be one too many idols out here to find. Now, I believe back in Survivor Panama, I think Austin actually made the very first fake idol, but it never came into play, so they never didn't show it. But Yao Man wouldn't have known that. So we'll give we'll give credit to both. He, it, Yao Man independently came, came up with it. Good for and, him. But he just writes H-I-I. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it means hit the meter. Was it H-I or just like I-I? I don't I. remember, but he just drew like a smiley face on half a coconut. And meanwhile, he's got, like, this beautifully sculpted, like, turtle <laughs> necklace with beads. And I'm like, you know what? He's the only one that knows. Yeah. They, they don't know what it looks like. Fantastic. So we get a, a reward challenge where it's, it's a flamethrowing reward challenge, but it's like you're, like, launching a, a fireball out in the air at targets. Mm-hmm. And Mookie's kind of making fun of Yao Man because Yao Man's, like, trying to get a feel for it. And Mookie's like, oh, yeah, he's old and he's shaking, kind of making fun of his throw. Yao Man scores. <laughs> I will say, so I will say I almost made a note for this, but this could have easily been a trick of the edit. Could have been um, because they he might have just been joking with them about like the right way to do a thing. Could have been, and uh, so I didn't take a note, but it was beautifully edited where yeah. it was like, oh look at this guy, he's not going to be good, and then proceeded to be good. So I was like, oh, you don't pass up that opportunity. You don't, absolutely not. <laughs> but Mookie, if you listen to this podcast, confirm it. Did they? Did the edit give you the old whoop de wop or like? Or were you making fun of Yao Man? <laughs> just got put in your place. Confirm this. But Rabu wins their first challenge. Rabu wins reward for the first time. They have won a challenge. They'll definitely uh, take this momentum going forward and win everything. This is their only win. So Rabu, they're they're going to like kind of an arcade bar. They get like pizza and beer. They get to go bowling and do all this fun stuff. But this is my type of reward this guys. is a good reward i mean bowling yeah derek and bowling bowling name a more iconic duo lisi gets along very well with the guys because she loves doing this kind of stuff yeah everyone eats a ton and rocky's just making fun of them because they're all like oh i'm in so much pain i ate too much and rocky's like well, what would you think was gonna happen huh, this is what you get and he's just like obnoxious and you stupid dude, and then these are the people on your team <laughs> and then they're like dude give it a rest he's like excuse me you're gonna tell me to give it a rest quit whining like a girl Shut up, Rocky. Uh, Rocky, yeah. you can go home now. Hey, Derek, you're about to get your wish. Thank you. Uh, we get a blindfold immunity challenge and where there's a caller on a stand yelling at them. You know, they're, they're pretty high up. They need a good, clear view of the field. Michelle's the caller and falls off the stand. She steps off and just hits the deck. <laughs> I remember this, by the way. <laughs> like, I, I, I just remember just... <laughs> 
<laughs> and then she gets back up just like laughing. But they like cut the music when she falls off too. <laughs> yeah, she's fine. Like hilarious. Yeah. Moto wins. <laughs> that was a that was a quick uh, win streak for Robbie. That's over. A one and done. So Rob was going to set up a council. Alex and Edgardo want to keep Lisi because she's loyal to them. They have an alliance. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Mookie and Dreams would rather get rid of Re- Lisi and, and not Rocky because Dreams hates Lisi. Dreams can't stand Lisi. And he, he gets along fine with Rocky actually now. Uh, they had this big rivalry earlier on. Dreams like, I, I get Rocky. I understand him. Like, I, I don't really have a problem with Rocky. Okay. That, that's, like, a good thing. If you understand mm-hmm. someone like that, you can use him. Somehow you understand him. <laughs> yeah. And Mookie has obviously been aligned with uh, Rocky. So the two of them, they want to get rid of Lisi. Alex and Nagardo want to get rid of Rocky. Lisi's going to want to get rid of Rocky. Yeah. Makes sense. Ends up being four votes for Rocky, two votes for Lisi. Mookie knew what the vote was going to be, but he, he promised he wouldn't vote for Rocky. So, so it ends up being four votes for Rocky. Rocky's going home. <sighs> Here's the thing. This... Maybe should have been a tie vote. Maybe Dream should have forced the tie. If anyone was going to flip, Dreams makes the most sense to flip. Because why would you go to Rocks for Rocky? Right, you don't. If he had, I don't know how much I'd be criticizing him for it. Because the optimal move would, you know, if everybody made their best movie, it would be a tie. But, you know, you don't want to tie in the pre-merge. So, like, I get it. and I'm not going to criticize him. But if he had gone for the tie, I wouldn't have criticized him for that either. It's one of those things like, eh, you got to make a call. Right, and I and I will say that they have split the vote again. Yes. So I'm glad that it was four to two. So I I did take note of that. I wasn't necessarily thinking about like maybe being the best to to force a tie or whatever if everyone makes their best move. I was just glad to see a four two. But again, Mookie was on the wrong side of the vote. Technically, like at least he's still going to be around. You know, you might need it for something. Don't maybe don't vote for. Her. I and I understand that. I I get it. It didn't bother me too much as long as. He, he talked to his alliance about it, that it was going to happen and the sure. numbers work out. And Alex being the astute game player, he is probably like, well, hey, in case for some reason Rocky has the idol, which they haven't found on their beach yet, bam, then Lisi goes home. Oh, darn. <laughs> but this is maybe giving them more credit because this was not shown in the edit at, at all. So for best player, I had Yao Man. He found the hidden immunity idol and hid the fake one. Yep. Easy. 100%. Seems pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, worst player, it was tough because there wasn't a... T- you know, all the bad stuff was on Rocky. And again, we can't give it to the person who goes home. If we could, it'd be Rocky. <laughs> but uh, now I think I, I'm going to give it to Mookie just because he ended up being on the wrong side of the vote and lost his closest ally. Yeah, and I'm probably conceding this to, to you because we didn't even talk about this because I know you, you do a lot of the note-taking and narration. But one thing that went on over on Moto Beach, actually, is uh, Boo thinks that he is pretty well entrenched. Sure on his tribe meanwhile everybody behind him is like yeah we can get rid of him whenever like i mean they're talking about stacy too a little bit i think it might be next episode where um michelle has some words about stacy uh but boo kind of thinks that he's like you know top shelf liquor and everyone else is like yeah dude you're rail and we got to get you out of here yeah yeah they talk um, about yeah, boo, boo is like yeah man's going next and it's like nah, boo, right. it's probably you and so just based on social unawareness i ended up picking boo even though he was on the winning tribe and, and was safe this week i just didn't think that there was enough to give it to mookie so sorry listeners for not talking about boo at all prior to this moment I guess I'll go with Mookie. Yeah, uh, that's fine. There wasn't much here. Yeah, I'll, I'll just kind of waltz on over to Ryan's that's, side that's, here. That's that's fine. All right, last episode of the pre-merge, episode eight. So you think you can make it? Make it? I can't pronounce this. M a m e k e. Edgardo decides to tell Mookie about the clues to hidden immunity idol because they they think they know where it is. They they've gotten because uh, Lisi told Alex. 
And Alex told Edgardo, and now Edgardo has told, told Mookie. Okay. So the regular game of telephone. Yes. So, as, as Lord Varys would say, it's now information. Yes, it's out there. First of all, at least he probably should have told Alex and Agardo, but, you know, you, you want some help finding this thing. Yao Man, you need help to get it. Okay, at least he might need some help to get it. Tell Alex and Agardo, okay, fine. But why are you going to tell Mookie? He's not in your original alliance. He's a tertiary member of this alliance at yes. best. Why are you telling him? And they end up searching. Agardo, Mookie, and Alex, they search while Lisi and Dreams are asleep, and they manage to find it. But Mookie's the one who gets it. So the lowest person of the three of you has the idol now. And yeah, they, they all make a pact to use it together, but in confession, Mookie's like, yeah, it's my idol. I, I told them I would help them. Eh, it's mine. Yeah, this is a real Ty Scott moment. And then they decide not to tell the others. Okay, dreams make sense. Don't tell dreams. Yeah. Maybe tell Lisi, maybe? Yeah. You, like, know, you know, I say don't tell Lisi because she's got a mouth. Sure. And she might broadcast it to everybody. She might even go into tribal, like, or into a challenge and tell everyone. But... Mookie's the one they kept that she, when Lisi wakes up, she sees Mookie like putting dirt back on the spot. So she comes to the conclusion, oh, Mookie knows where the idol is. Alex must have told him. Now, at least he's not a good enough player to do anything with that information. <laughs> but the logical conclusion is Alex has spilled his guts. Therefore, Alex might not be working with you as closely as you think, Lisi. So Alex and Ed, or mostly Edgardo. Edgardo tells Mookie and, and it could have easily blown this whole game up for the horseman. It doesn't happen here because Lisi's going to go home, but the, this was just a comedy of errors on Edgardo's part. Great for Mookie. Excellent episode for Mookie. Excellent series of events for Mookie. But Edgardo, just, you just, why did you tell Mookie? And, and as long as we're talking about comedy, my favorite part is uh, confessional from Lisi where she's like, they think they're going to have to get up way earlier if they're going to find the idol while I'm sleeping in the cave where it's hidden. They had woken up early and found the idol in the cave where she was sleeping while yeah. she was sleeping there, and she missed all of it. Because Lisi doesn't think they, they got it. She thought, <laughs> Mookie, she's digging. And we're going to continue the comedy reel because Lisi's going to start digging for the idol. And Mookie's going to help. <laughs> He's like, I already dug there, but I'll, I'll help. And so he just starts digging with her. This man, like... <laughs> man, the soil is soft. <laughs> This is a great episode for Mookie. Yes, it is. And this was so funny to this watch. This is hilarious. And then when they find the idol, Alex, Gardo, and Mookie, they're all like, shh, shh, shh. They're like, like cartoonish villains. Yes. Because like, they're all like shushing each other like, yeah, we got it. Like, But they're all just like, don't, don't say anything. But they're like trying not to explode with excitement. And they just look like they're mustache twirling. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is like when Waluigi gets excited about something in Mario Party is kind of what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hilarious. This this is a, a fairly famous Survivor GIF. Like, there's a few big Survivor GIFs that have shown up over the years, and this is one of them that I really like. It's not the famous one, but it's a good one. <laughs> Still yeah. waiting for that one. Oh, that'll be fun when that shows up. So for the reward challenge, they have to learn to dance. The make a. So you think you can make a? Oh. The one and only <laughs> dance challenge in Survivor history. You know, I'm glad we got this. I'm glad we never get it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> in fairness, though... Earl was working it. Dude, Earl kills it. Like, out of com like, I don't want to say, like, out of left field, but, like, dude's heart and soul was out there, man. That was good. I mean, my favorite thing is when they're learning the dance, Earl's like, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. You know, Boo's over there doing his white boy thing. But uh, <laughs> uh, besides that, they were doing pretty good. <laughs> and as a tribe, they looked pretty coherent. Yeah. Like, I mean, not professionals, but good. And Earl just was amazing. Yes, he was. And Moto wins. And the judges agreed with me, by the way, and you, and yeah, everyone. They're like, yeah, I mean, Moto was better in sync, and they had a great leader. 
They sent Alicia to Exile Island because she's the only person on Rabu who'd been there before. Yes. Duh! Wow, that's so hard to do. Also, hilariously, she doesn't have the idol and her clue doesn't mean anything. And also, uh, let's just take a second and talk about Lisey's performance in the challenge where she was just like half-heartedly jabbing a spear up into the sky and before and she's like why are we even doing this this is a stupid challenge yeah she doesn't care i mean it might be a stupid challenge but it's still the challenge it's like just do it she was like second grade marching band kid who didn't want to be there lisi is the last person i'd want as a partner on the amazing race because there's plenty of these challenges on the amazing race (laughs) doesn't matter how stupid it is you got to do it silly effort-based challenges come on now she gets some karma, though. She gets sent to exile and gets hit by a massive storm, and it's hilarious. And she's like, I'm just going to quit. I'm just going to quit. Do it. Now, now, if this wasn't, like, back-to-back episodes, I probably would have felt for her being on that island with no cover through a freaking monsoon. But you know what? Now I'm just like, ah, nah, this is, a, this is nature's comeuppance. Like, this is, like, you did a crappy job at the dance, so the island was like, screw you, and yeah. your half-hearted effort. The island gods were upset. <laughs> Finally, we get, might be my favorite challenge of the season. It's kind of the archery immunity challenge, where there's three different weapons. There's, like, blow darts, spears, and bow and arrow. Yeah, oh, this, yeah. I mean, this, this was a flashback to season six. Yeah, yeah, the weapons demonstration, a classic, which I wish we still did. So, the first challenge, Boo, like, hits a bullseye with the blow dart. Amazing. Yep. Then for the second two, the spear and the, the bone arrow, Yao Man kind of has an odd, un, un, unorthodox approach for both of them. Like, he gets a big running start with the spear, um, and then he shoots the bow a really interesting way, and basically bullseyes both of them and wins it for Moto. Yeah. I will say, if you're ever throwing a spear, I didn't think that I had to tell people, but, like, grab it at the fulcrum, and Yao Man was the only one who, like, the edit showed him, like, finding the balance point of the spear. And he was also, like, I think one of two people who actually stuck it in the target and dreams was like inches from missing. <laughs> yeah. The spear one wasn't close, but like that, that bone arrow one was cool. Yeah. Because he gets down on one, like one knee. No one else did that. He kind of fired up at the target. And again, only like three people even hit the target and he was close. Yeah. Like amazing. Yeah. Also notable, Earl never even had to compete yeah, in this challenge. Because uh, <laughs> Yao Man and Boo won it and, and basically they didn't, Earl didn't have to ever go. So <laughs> He was last in the rotation, so he never had to go. So he's just a really good cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> so Edgardo is worried Dreams will flip to join Cassandra. Very good. Yeah. That, that's great. That's fair. Fair fear. Th- this, is, this is probably the most strategic thought that Edgardo has had in the edit today. Yes. For the record, I like Edgardo. He seems like a nice guy. Oh my god, I love him. Uh, I put Edgardo on every season, please. Oh, jeez. Jeez. Wow. Like, this, is, this is after I think Derek was just crapping on him after the first I mean, episode. He he's like, very strategic. He, he's not very strategically minded. He's made some dumb moves, but. No, and, and okay, I shouldn't say like put Edgardo on every season, but like he seems so nice and so lovable and charismatic that I want his archetype, his exact archetype, that kind of soft spoken humble but just a great person on every season i i really enjoyed it whenever we got to hear from edgardo edgardo's good uh and this is his probably his most strategic moment so far he did okay he did have that bad moment where he's like you know cassandra i will probably vote you (laughs) like i said not very strategically minded (laughs) nobody's perfect um at least he didn't start it (laughs) but then lisey's like guys i want to go home just just vote me out (sighs) even if that's the case, hold her hostage. Hold her hostage. <laughs> yes. Derek's favorite strategic move. Who do you have? All right, Alex and Agarda, who do you have? You got Lisi. Okay, she's going to work with you. She's in alliance with you. Mookie has been in alliance with you 
We'll see. But he has an idol with you. You can't get rid of him. That leaves Dreams. That it's been a very up and down relationship. To get rid of Dreams. This is a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Especially the- with every concern that now Edgardo and Alex have voiced for Dreams' ties to them come merge. Dreams is going to look for every reason to jump ship to the numbers immediately. Vote him out. Yeah, Lisi could quit, but she could quit after the merge, sure. and it will be quit. it'll be next to no harm to you. Honestly, if uh, if I'm Alex and Lisi's saying like I want to quit, I'd be like, okay, quit. We're still gonna vote out dreams. Your choice, your move. Vote out dreams, then quit. Yep. We're not voting. You'll for get you. your revenge on dreams because you hate dreams. We'll vote him out, and then you can quit. How about that? Then she changes her mind. It's like, guys, what if we what if we don't vote me out? What if we vote out dreams instead? Yes, do it. <laughs> wow. And then Alex is like, it's 10 minutes before tribal. Who cares? Who cares? I don't care if you make the right move at the 11th hour, as long as you make the right move. And also, right before tribal is a totally viable strategy that has worked many, many, many times in Survivor. Going all the way back to the Australian Outback when Tina did it, when the cameras were off. Yeah. (laughs) On their way to tribal, like walking. This is a perfectly viable strategy. Why don't you do a little research on Survivor, the Australian Outback, Alex and Edgardo? Yeah, or even Ian. Uh... On uh, in season ten, yep. when Ian goes to Cade and he's like, "Yeah, we're doing this. Uh, do what you want." And guess what? She changed her vote. So we get to tribal council. Amazing tribal council. Because dreams. I don't know if it was a great move, but it was funny because he's like, "At least doesn't want to be here. We're gonna vote her out." And she's like, "Well, I mean, I don't want to be here." And he's like, "Do you actually want to be here though?" And she's like, hemming and hawing. And he's like, "Alex, you want to be here? Yeah. Mookie, you want to be here? Yeah. Edgardo, you want to be here? Yeah. I want to be here. At least you want to be here." Well, it's not that simple. I'm ready to vote, Jeff. <laughs> It's like Jeff is thinking, why don't I just let you guys run the show? I don't even need to do anything. We got Rocky starting challenges and we got Dream starting the vote. Oh, which, by the way, I forgot to mention Rocky made the jury. Yes. Rocky on is the jury. Uh, Yes. Unfortunately, Rocky made the jury. Yes. Uh, I feel bad Anthony didn't make the jury and Rocky did. That sucks. Yeah. It ends up being four votes for Lucy, one vote for Dreams. This is really good for Mookie and Dreams overall because Mookie's closer to Dreams than he is to Lucy. But this is the wrong move. This is absolutely the wrong. This is the worst move so far, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, this 100% should have been Dreams. Yeah. I, don't yeah, know what I, I think that's a safe save and worst move of the pre-merge. Yeah. Best player of the episode? Honorable mention to Yao Man for beasting the challenge, but what an episode for Mookie. He found the idol and then dug to help find the idol with the person who was never going to find it. And also, someone fi- uh, favorable to him got voted out. Yep. This is 100% Mookie. Easy. He's got the idol. He's he's now the head of the alliance with Alex and Edgardo. He he was third. Now he's one because he's got the idol. Right. That's great. And least he's gone. And least he's gone. And that's I, almost secondary. Yeah. Like even without that, he'd probably still be the best player of the episode. Yeah. Sounds good to me. By the way. <laughs> Thanks. I, I'm not going to disagree. How about worst? Um, I, I wrote down Alex and uh, Edgardo, but. It's Alex, because at least Eduardo had the thought that maybe this should be done, but we also know that Alex is the driving force behind the strategic decisions. Alex has made so many right moves, and he had the opportunity to make the right move to vote out Dreams, and you know darn well that the buck stopped with him. Edgardo was going to do exactly what Alex wanted to do in this situation. Alex chose to vote out Lisi. I don't know if that's going to be the nail in his coffin, I think it end up it will probably end up being that way. So I have to go with Alex. I went with Edgardo because he was the one who told Mookie all the idol clues. That wasn't Alex. That was Edgardo, which is a, a terrible move that 
should have blown up in his face more than it did. That's enough for me. I also want to point out one hilarious thing. It's before the archery challenge. Edgardo was talking up like, I feel really confident about this. I'm, I'm really good at archery. I got this. Proceeds to whiff on all three. <laughs> Hilariously. That I'm not going to count. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. But for telling Mookie about the clues, it allowed Mookie to get the idol instead of Edgardo or Alex. So yeah. I, I'd say Edgardo. It, it seems pretty close, but I'm going to side with Ryan. That's here. that's fine. It, this, this one is splitting hairs. Yeah. It's fair with, especially with the the funny challenge thing. Yep. I'll hold it against him. <laughs> um, but it's not like he was walking around camp saying, like, we got this in the bag. No, no. But it was great editing. Yeah. All right. We're done with the pre-merge. We made we're, it. We're, 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 what are we down to? Ten people left? So, Josh and I lost our winter picks along the way, but we got a new one in Yao Man. Derek still has Earl. I still have Earl. If you guys could change your winter picks, we're not allowed to, we're stuck. Would you change them and to who? Oh, No. I am not changing my winner pick, not even a little bit. When you've got Earl, who's currently Godfather, over on Moto with not a supermajority, but pretty much a supermajority, and Dreams, a total liability to immediately flip, it's it's got to be Earl. I love his position in the game so far, and I would not change it. I'm not switching either. Yeah, uh, I, I think Yaman's a pretty good, uh, pretty good bet right now. Yaman's got an idol. He's got an idol too. Now Mookie's got an idol, but Yaman's in the stronger position than Mookie. Yeah, and I will say Earl knows that Yaman has an idol. Mookie's idol is hidden, but other people do know that Mookie has an idol. And a hidden immunity idol that is not hidden is not nearly as powerful. Yep, that's true. That's true. But I'm still sticking with you. And I understand that. Especially I, when there's two idols in the game. Yeah. That, that's fun. Yeah, and this is the first time we've had two idols in the game, too, which is also another little fun thing. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with you, man. I'm very happy. Yeah. So, guys, to the pre-merge. Out of everyone who's left, the final ten, who is the best player of the pre-merge? I mean, not to pick the low-hanging fruit, but I'm going to say Earl again. I think for someone, especially knowing that he's never like seen Survivor, he's got the social game down to a T. He's been good enough in the physical game. He kept everyone's hopes up and was kind of an intangible leader without ever really being assigned that role. He knows that Yao Man has the idol because Yao Man trusted him enough to go on that hunt with him. He's in this godfather position and was never really in any danger despite all the reasons that he should be. And for all those reasons, I feel like he's playing a very well-balanced game, the most balanced game of anybody, and I'm going to say Earl. I'm going to give honorable mention Earl, but I'm going to go with Yao Man because he played almost the same game but started in a worse position because he's an older man. The fact that he has stuck around and not really ever been a target because he's been so valuable, amazing. Got an amazing social game. The best strategic game because we've seen him being kind of sneaky. These, these nice little sneaky moves. Uh, he's been pretty solid in the challenges across the board. Everybody loves him. I'm going with Yao Man. I'm going to change my mind because Earl has a bigger target on his back going into the merge, I think. Like, yeah, he knows that Yaman is an idol, but I'm not going to break my own rules. I appreciate someone who's a little bit more of a chameleon, and I do think that Yaman is more of a chameleon, so I will say he was the best player of the pre-merge. I will concede. I feel like Derek changes mind very quickly after just being so emphatic that it was Earl. Just like, so, you know what? My mind's changed. So it's, <laughs> it's one of those things where I need to check myself. Like, do I still think that the best pre-merge is who's maybe in like the best winning position going into the merge or is it the person who gets out of the pre-merge in a good position yet still kind of under the radar with room to maneuver and I think that Yao Man has all of that along with Earl but maybe less notoriety 
And for that reason, I'm going to side with Yao Man. So I, I think that was just me checking myself where I was maybe a little too confident at first. Oh, I think Yao Man is is the right choice. So I don't. Sure. I'm not arguing with the fact that you're you're changing it. I just thought it was kind of comical that it was uh, so emphatic to just so easy to flip. I know uh, when from I'm, my perspective. I know when I'm. I know when I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know, and then that's that's valuable. And, uh, you uh, know, all three of us have had our minds changed. At points over this podcast, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was talk. refreshing. So, it's like a tall glass of water. Uh, but but yes, I am also going with Yao Man for basically everything that that you said. It seems like he's hitting on every facet of the game so far, and is doing it uh, at an under the radar enough level from from what we've seen. Now for the worst play of the pre merge. Now again, we can't we don't count anybody who's been voted out, so we can't count Lisi and we can't count Rocky, unfortunately. Right. So of the final ten. Who has played the worst so far? Worst player of the pre-merge? This is hard because there, there's a there's a lot we haven't seen. There are a lot of pieces that we can't put together. But I have to... I think I fall on dreams. The open forum was a horrible idea. Annoying people on night one and getting into fights with Rocky pretty much whenever you could wasn't good. And I mean, yeah, he has options because he can kind of flip now if he wants to. But... Where do you think he, you know, ranks in terms of winnability in that new tribe that he flips over to? I think it's dreams, but I don't know. I don't know. It's dreams. I'm done. I'm done. I'm rambling. I agree. I think it's dreams too. Again, I don't want to say he can't win. I don't know if we're at that yet. Yeah, I'm, and I'm not going to say that. Yeah, you know, he's got a great story. Mm-hmm. You know, he he was homeless at one point in his life. That's a great story. He's really good at the challenges. He has some insight into the game. But his social game has pissed a lot of people off, um, and he has done some very questionable moves like the public forum. So I will say overall he's the worst. We've definitely had worse players yeah. in the worst player of the pre in the past. And, and maybe what I should do is like sprinkle in a little context. The two other people that come immediately to mind are, are Stacy and Cassandra. I, I, I go away from Cassandra because at least she made the alliance with Earl like at the tribe swap and was able to cement a new alliance and, and kind of like shed the demons of her past, right? Yeah. And, and, and move forward with a new beginning, whereas Stacy never really does that. And we have heard talk of her getting voted out, and she seems pretty clueless about it, but we also haven't gotten any confessionals from her. They've been to one tribal council as well. Right. So Stacy is very untested, very purple, probably the purplest player left. Yeah. And so dreams just based on exposure to the camera. Yeah, I was surprised that you guys didn't really bring up Stacy until until just now. Uh, I, I figured she would have gotten more mention for the, for the worst player of the pre-merge. Ultimately, I would think that it's it, it's dreams just because we're, we're going to go with quantity here over quantity over quality. I, I, I don't know if you can say that for like the, the worst, but uh, there, there's just more things that dreams did versus Stacy's just couple of misfires. Yeah, they weren't great. Uh, you had the mean girls aspect of it. And it, especially with her uh, just ignorance to how uh, alliances and numbers and math work. Uh, but, it, but in the end, I think that dreams is the correct answer. There's almost not enough information for Stacey yeah. and Cassandra. Yeah, so my, my wife is a teacher, and, you know, there there's needs improvement, there is, uh, you know, developing, and there's proficient, and there's also incomplete. Yep. Uh, Stacy is an incomplete, Cassandra's not a complete zero, and Dreams is a, a, a needs improvement yeah. pretty solidly. Yeah. Uh, so that maybe that's maybe that's where I fall. Yeah, yeah I agree. So we got Young Men and Dreams. Young Men and Dreams. All right, so any other thoughts you want to talk about before? Uh, as, we're, as we're going into the merge, anything else? We said it at the beginning of the podcast, but I'm, I'm really excited to see where this group of characters 
goes in the post merge. I think that we have the chemistry for some fireworks for a lot of fun. You, you said at the beginning, Ryan, before I even started watching that a lot of people don't hold the season in high regard. I think now that Rocky and, and the plastics are kind of gone, the enjoyment can pick up assuming that we don't take a hard left into no man's land and, and I'll really be able to enjoy the, enjoy the second half. And hopefully, you know, you don't have to say anything, but I'm excited. I do think, I know who wins. I just want to reiterate, I do think that I know, uh, but I have no idea how we get there. And I am excited to see how these idols play out. If if there's any payoff at all. I'm really excited. I like the post-merge better than the pre-merge. And I, I've been fairly high on the pre-merge. Uh, like I said, I think this is must watch forever. And I like the post-merge more. Um, so I'm really excited to uh, keep going on Fiji. It's a good post-merge. Excited to hear um, Derek's thoughts. Derek, you got anything for the weather report? Not a ton. A couple, uh, I mean, obviously we had fire ants with Gary. Um, they have sea, sea snakes, which by the way, uh, they never mention in modern Survivor ever. Like these super poisonous sea snakes, but they seem to mention them like every other minute for the first three episodes of the season. Even go so far as to Earl being like, chopping the head off the snake and being like, sorry, buddy, I just can't take that chance. Which, by the way, I thought was a metaphor for his game. And I was like, oh, pay off, please. <laughs> uh, but who's the snake? I don't know. Guess we'll have to find out. But as for weather, uh, yeah, fire ants, I guess sea snakes, and then a couple monsoons. But for the most part, it doesn't seem too bad, especially for the Moto yeah. tribe, which has had it made. Moto's had the, has had arguably, probably ever the easiest run on Survivor. <laughs> so last thing. Josh, as our memorability consultant, uh, you get to declare what the most memorable moment of the season is. So halfway through, we're at the pre-merge. What is the most memorable moment of the pre-merge? Yeah, so uh, if you remember from uh, the beginning of the episode, I said that I watched this about four years ago. And I said it wasn't really too memorable of a season. There wasn't really uh, a whole lot that really stuck out to me. And I'm kind of struggling here in the pre-merge. There isn't a moment that uh, just pops out to me as like, yep, that's it. I think I might need some recommendations here. I, if there's any nominees, I would uh, very much appreciate them. I have two. The two that stick with me the most is Gary and Anthony eating the pig snouts, which is just because mm -hmm. I'm so disgusted by that. But my number one is Mookie, Alex, and Nagardo finding the idol and just their reactions to finding the idol, I think is just hilarious. The only thing that I would say is Michelle falling off the stand because it's, <laughs> it's just funny. Um, but That's I don't. But I don't know how much that will that will stick with me. That might just be because I watched the episode a couple days ago. So out of all three of those memories, none of them. Uh, when you just say like Survivor Fiji, uh, don't like pop into my head. But out of those, only one of them I can actually picture just like frame for frame happening. And that's Michelle falling off of that <laughs> uh, off that stand. Like I can see the camera and just her just plopping off of it. <laughs> So I'm going to go with her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Early contender. Early, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what uh, comes in the post merge, if it, anything surpasses that. But okay. Who knows? I think that's fair. All right, guys. Uh, that wraps it up. Next time we're going to be talking about the post merge. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. I'm pretty excited. Uh, anything else? No. You can follow us on Twitter at CastawayPod and go ahead and give us any five-star reviews. We love those. All right. This has been the Castaway Consultant. Got nothing else for you. Good night.